Welcome to the House of the Faded Sun podcast. Uh, we are doing a Father's Day episode. Uh, fucking A, man. I'm so happy to have uh, Bry Guy on here. That's my dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Happy to be here, guys. Take it away, sir. You are both of you are my son, so, you know, it's That's not like a... It's not like I don't have two kids here, so... We have been confused before. Yeah, fuck, back in college, yeah. <laughs> like, people would ask me, did your brother come and visit? And, like, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. that would be the correct answer. Yeah, did you see that. my two dads as well? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seven foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess the height difference between me and my sister is a little bigger, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, she's a guy. I mean, she's a girl. What? <laughs> I'm sure it's flushed. Oh, I know. Why don't you give a little? You should tell us a little bit about yourself because I don't know you. Gotcha. You went to get milk and you never came back until just now. Oh, okay. Uh, let's tell highlights. Um, well, I basically grew up in Tolsboro, town of 700 people. Worked in uh, our uh, my parents owned a hardware store, Caskey's Farm Supply last thing you know um i mean family business so you know how that goes that and you know that and worked on helped out on farms and stuff like that around and you know graduated with a whopping class of 33 which is just you know massive high school with about 100 total you know my hometown was 700 people i went to university of kentucky where i graduated from my first class was in Memorial Hall, fifteen hundred people. So it was twice the size of my my hometown. The first my first class, so that was pretty funny. But um, outside of that, you know, I've been automotive for God uh, thirty years. Uh, moved a couple times. Of course, Ben went through that where he jumped Missouri to Maysville to Missouri to to um, Michigan. Been spent some time in California, spent some time in Argentina, Canada, Mexico, so all you know, job-related travel. That's pretty much about the size of it. So, what was Maysville like, or Mays Tolsboro? I guess I should say. You blink, you miss it. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean Tolsboro? What do you mean like, like growing up in Tolsboro? I was just like any small town. I mean, you people, you knew everybody. There was absolutely, like, you know, if you live in a big town, you could get away with stuff. In Tolsburg, nah. You, you weren't going to get away with anything. It'd beat you home. Um, but everybody also looked out for everybody else, too. So you never had to worry about that. I mean, you know, you, you know it was just, that's just how it was. Small town, you know, they talk about a village raising a child. But, I mean, that's, that's what it is. When you live in that small of a town, you, there's no one you don't know. And then you take on top of it that we had a business. You know, I knew everybody, and you know, we worked in the business. I was like ten years old, so it was like, you know. And then, you know, even even then, before that, I was hanging around, even if I wasn't working. So I've witnessed him knowing everybody firsthand. When my great grandma died, and they had the visitation. I think the entire city of Maysville showed up. Maysville, Tolsboro, yeah, everybody. That whole I mean, little area. But that was mom and dad. I mean, mom and yeah. dad knew everybody. I mean, if 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 mom or dad would have ran for an all like a local office they would have won hands down you because there's just so many people know them i mean they I mean just you know because it's a small town you know you don't have that nowadays really because walmart came in all these big you know lows and all that great but it got rid of you know it's just really hurt the small business i mean which just sucks well i grew up in shepherdsville and i mean we didn't have a a walmart till 
what, like five, six years ago. And like, thank God I moved out before then because I still remember this small town. And now there's factories everywhere. That there is a Walmart. There's a Lowe's. When we got a Lowe's, dude, but people shit their for pants. That factory, you would never have met me. No, I know, hundred percent. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the, it's just the the fact that like it was like just this small town that you you the interstate cut it in half. Nobody yep. ever gave two shits about it. It had the world's longest fucking go kart track. That's just a piece of shit as well as the rest of the town it is. yeah but it yeah. has the most fast food restaurants of any place in the united states yeah per capita it, it was the, the number one thing yeah and they only added more since what in the last yeah, 10 years it just, it just keeps getting more yeah they, they did lose GameStop though they did and they repainted the kroger's like the outside of that yeah, entire strip that. mall that's the first time i've never seen that it's always been tan my entire life and they, rep- they painted it gray I and i don't fucking understand that. that we're also one of the last places that has a mcdonald's that has a child's play place and i there's I, one in maysville maysville still has i one. dig yeah. small towns for that reason alone because yeah. i don't understand taking away the child's play place. Pizza Hut. yeah if, now flemingsburg pizza hut is an anomaly because when you go to pizza hut now uh-uh they are not the same um the, that pizza hut to this day still cooks old school, you know, because they when you go in there it tastes different. They still got the old pans, the old pans that they used to have. They've got this big can of grease they spray in it, and I'm telling you, if you've ever been Flemingsburg and you don't go get a deep dish pizza, you have wasted your time. Ben, we used to call and go all the time, and I'll never forget my dad. We, we used to call from uh, our store because we were about eh, 15, 20 minutes from Flemingsburg, Tolsburg was. So on, you know, Friday or Saturday night, we decided we want a pizza and we'd be like, hey, let's go repeat, let's go pick one up at Flemingsburg. And then we'd bring it home and eat it, right? Because we, we didn't go and eat at the restaurant that much. So, and, and so we call over an order. Dad walks in and, and, and when you get to, to Flemingsburg Pizza Hut on Friday night back when I was a kid, the whole entire parking lot's full. People are sitting in the lot. They carry stacks out of pizza out here. Still do on Friday nights. And um, so Dad walks in, picks up the pizza, comes right back out with it. I mean, this was back in the day. Everybody thing was cash, you know, mm-hmm. this and that. And it took 30, 35, 40 minutes to cook a pizza. I mean, it wasn't like you, know, you didn't have the hot, super hot ovens and stuff like that where they just stick them in and they run through like you do now. And this guy, these kids are sitting there and they're like, man. How'd you get that pizza so fast? And Dad looks over at him and goes, "Oh, if you get it without cheese on it, it takes half the time." <laughs> They're like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they walked. He walked away. Never told him anything different. So I'm sure at some point they tried to order pizza without cheese. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so, I, I mean, that was what you did, you know. <laughs> see this is this is why i told you guys you needed to have a camera for this because you can't get that reaction you don't see that reaction on just a screen with a picture on it yeah yeah you get it without cheese it gets done twice as fast i mean he was in and out in like 40 seconds right because it was already cooked we called 20 30 minutes earlier because it, it took you that long to get there i mean you didn't have we didn't have interstates or nothing. They still don't have interstates or anything no. up there. I mean, you could go from you could go from from my house 
to Flemingsburg Pizza Hut, which was on the complete other side of town and never hit a stoplight because there wasn't any. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> there's, there's still No, there's not very many, but there was zero. And the bypass wasn't in, so you didn't have the bypass like there is now. You literally drove straight through town everywhere. There's only one town in the United States that doesn't have a stoplight in it, and it's, it's in Kentucky. I can't remember the name of it. I used to know it, but yeah, like Jamie, pull that up. Yeah, I love that shit. I love the fact that like there, like at least there are still small towns that exist, but also like oh yeah, they just ain't what they used to be in terms of like yeah, like the population has grown. You know, everywhere. And, and yeah, that's the one thing you miss too. Like like because now you know everything's fast food. You, you know you don't. It's hard to find decent places. Like you, you know, I was talking to. I'd love to find a good place that has good chili dogs and stuff like that. You know the old creamy whip stuff. Cause it's hard to find them anymore because McDonald's, Dairy Queen, all that stuff's taking them out. And they're not the, the old. And, and Dairy Queen's not very good anymore. Either. Uh, yeah, Dairy Queen used to be, except for the one in That's another you thing in Flemingsburg. Yeah, yeah. Why ain't you ever um, taken to the Dairy Queen? They they were actually the Flemingsburg Dairy Queen is known for its fried chicken. Like, yes. Like look at the look on his. Look at the look at the look on his face. So, uh, Hold on. You mean like chicken or like Lee's fried chicken, where it's like bone in and shit? Bone in, real deal fried chicken. At the Dairy Queen. That the Dairy Queen influence still do it. Yeah. Why have you not told me this? Uh, I don't know. Just never came up. I guess. But they actually had. They have a burger as well that has like it's kind of like the big boy sauce on it. It's phenomenal. Oh, that sounds good. Like like it's phenomenal. It's like and and when we first, when I was a kid. Yeah, it's, that's what it's like the tartar sauce, but it's there. It's a little bit different than the than the big boy. It's pretty close though. But when I was a kid, it, it was in a different part of town. Now it's moved into an old. I could have thrown one out there. You guys probably never heard it. It was a. Re, it was in a building that the first time I ever went there was a Burger Queen. I've heard King, about that Burger once. Queen. Yeah. Then it became a Druthers. Heard about Druthers too. If I had my Druthers, is if that where it comes from? Druthers in Campbellsville. I have been there. Is that is, is well, that where the term like where the term comes from? Because they were clo- they closed at six o'clock That's for some ungodly right. reason. But there is a Druthers in Campbellsville. Is that where the term comes from? Like where? if I had my Druthers? No. Okay. That's, right. that's they probably they played that played on the name I'm sure, but yeah. Gotcha. So it was a Druthers, and then it, it was a few other things. And the guy that owned Dairy Queen bought it because he used to have he was down on the other side of town. And it was a, and you could drive all the way around in a circle, and, and you got to remember, like you guys sit around and play Xbox, right? We didn't have Xbox. Um, when you were sixteen, when you turned sixteen years old, you went driving and you drove around towns. When my brother, you know, he's five years older, they were spending a lot of time over in Aberdeen, and they would drive around Frisch's at the time. It's now Brown's Restaurant. Basotis, which isn't there anymore, and they just made a circle. And I mean, the whole town was packed up, and you just kids just going in circles. Flemingsburg, same way. You couldn't get around the Dairy Queen. And we would like start over in Maysville in Kmart parking lot when I was a kid. And we would drive around Kmart parking lot. Everybody hung out. I mean, it's just what you did. People complained all the time. I hate all them kids in Kmart parking lot. But that's what you did. You because you didn't have. But remember, we had you had one TV in your home. You know, you might have had a, a rotary phone. I know you guys, no cell phones, none of that stuff. You yeah. know, you had the old, you know, maybe push button, but most of it was rotary or just the old push button where you had to bing, bing, bing. Did, right? did you ever have like a, the, the the family lines where it was like the whole neighborhood went off of Memo, one? T- my mom and Peppa Fuller did. Yeah. Uh, mom's mom and dad. Or my is, mom's was that, mom is it a party line? Did. It was a party line. When yeah. you picked it up, you'd have to, you'd pick it up and they'd be somebody sitting there talking on the phone. 
My grandmother would yell, get off the phone, I need to use it. <laughs> they'd hang up. And, okay, Ruby, we'll talk to you later. They'd call you, and then, then that's what you had to do. You had to tell a person to hang up. They actually, at one point, and it, I never used it because it wasn't work. It was past the day. But they actually, for a while, my grandfather didn't take it down right out of the gate, had the old phone with, that you had to, you, you oh, rang yeah, and you spoke things. through it, and then when it would ring, it had the bells on it. That's awesome. It had the the like the old Alexander Graham Bell. I mean, you're you're talking, you know, you know they, at I mean when they grew up, they didn't have phones. They they lived up in a holler in Lewis County where they you know they had a up in Toller Hollers where my mom was raised. So then there was nothing there. They she was in a one room school and yeah. you know so the grades you know like first through eighth until until you could actually go somewhere else. Grandma Fuller's part. Mm -hmm. The 20th century? Yeah, I would think so. I'm trying to remember the no time. Grandma was what, 1939? Yeah, so let's see. They're 39 and 41. So, yeah. You know, I, I talked with Pepa Fuller. He grew up during the Great Depression. Um, again, I got a million stories, guys. So if you guys want them in the podcast, I'll throw them out there if you all want to ask questions. It's whatever you all want to do, but... But I, this was one of my favorites. You, you know, Ben was, I don't, I can't try to remember, were you born when, Pe you, you weren't born when Pepaw no Floor. We would have been living away anyway, but uh, Pepaw Floor, he was, a, he was a piece of work. I, you know, every year we had to do a history project, right? And you had to talk to somebody who was at a significant time in history. And almost every year I used George Brady, our neighbor who was in Vietnam. Right to the point where I probably didn't even need to ask anything to George because I could have. I already had it all down. You know, I already had, it, had written it twenty five times. Right, seemed like. But so I got the great idea. I said, you know what? I was a senior in high school, and I said, I'm going to do something different. I said, I'm going to go talk to Pepa Fuller because he grew up during the Great Depression. I said, I'm going to do something different. I've always knew George, but and I appreciate George. If you haven't seen this, you're the best neighbor of all time. Couldn't be any better. But. I thought I was going to do something really cool. And I was like, so I go to my grandfather's Sunday afternoon. He wasn't a man of many words anyway. And I sit down and I'm like, Peppa Fuller. I said, I got to do this report for school. And I said, I want to do it on you. And I said, you grew up during the Great Depression, right? So I'm like, you guys, except I had a pen and paper because, you know, we didn't have recording devices. Maybe you might have a cassette, but, but I didn't. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, what was it like? To grow up during the Great Depression. So I'm thinking I'm going to get this huge, you know, at least couple pages that I could write. And Pepa Fuller looks at me and he goes, we didn't have any money before the Great Depression. We didn't have any money after the Great Depression. He said, quite frankly, he said, we didn't even know there was a Great Depression because everything we ate, we raised. And I'm like, okay, can you tell me anything else? He said, nope, that's about it. So I went to turn in my paper at school. And I said, I did mine on George Brady, a Vietnam veteran. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'll tell you, I don't know, how, do you know George very well? Have you talked to him? I, I you know who he is. If you could ever get him on a podcast and start telling some stories, for me, he'd be great. He was a Vietnam vet, a state trooper. And an insurance adjuster after that. What the fuck? So he has the great. He has some of the greatest stories of all time, and you will roll. But uh, now, but yeah. So, 
So that was my that my Great Depression story, right? So it's like so it was funny, but yes, I mean that's pretty much me. I grew up, you know, I went when I went to school, finished school, went to, um, you know, I got into automotive. Didn't I mean I was applying for jobs and stuff. It was a pretty tight job market when I got out of school. So I actually was working for the university and um, working in the ag department, uh, and my job consisted of taking care of some cattle that's how I kind of got I got they let me live on the farm as long as I take care of the cattle and my other job was I counted flies Joey Diaz flies I worked in the entomology department so they got um, they got grants from like ear tag companies so we'd go work the cows put ear tags on them and then you tested through the summer so what they do is that's how they their, their department that's how they make money in their department is those ear tag companies would would you know pay would give them funding to do the study for them instead of them paying people to work for them to do the study how did you, you, you managed to segue into my next question without me asking it because i was going to ask about your college years oh god yeah you, we don't have enough time for the college years. How? That was just a, just a couple just, couple tall tales about uh-huh. your college years a question with the college so like how did you because like i like yeah scholarships and stuff like that and coming from a small town i don't assume y'all were like living large or anything like how was it like paying for college and stuff was that on like uh you know my parents my mom was dad very my mom was very frugal yeah she was she was very frugal so we, we did all right yeah made our way i mean you know i saved money they you know some stuff we just got through huh just uh-huh. made it we did what you had to do to get there was it like was student when i was in school i worked you know i worked the whole time through school i mean i worked at uh you know I was ref in sports. I was, you know, I always had something. I was always working when I was going to school. And whenever summertime, I always went home and worked. So was there student loans and stuff back then? Like that was. Yeah, yeah student loans, grants, Pell Grants, all that stuff. Like you you can get whatever, just depending on what you, you know. I don't mean that. Yeah, I'm not that out of touch that like yeah. that sounded like. I'm, I'm sorry. What what I mean is like, was it as big a thing to where like everybody's got a fucking student loan? It everybody. Was, no, it was harder to get because you had. Because remember, you didn't have the computers, so it wasn't really easy to find stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't. We didn't have the internet and stuff like that. You had to literally research stuff to find it. Gotcha. Right. And being in a small town, it was a lot harder to find it. So if you didn't have big libraries and things like that. You know, things were on microfish. Mm. Never even heard of it. No, no, microfish. Yeah, that, that's that's pre Ben. Yeah, so that was this little thing. You you know these. You Wait, seen was it? it the thing you? Oh, that's what that. Okay, I've always yeah. wondered what those. Yeah, were. the microfish or the little things that you spun. You yeah, I've, you've seen I them on no TV. Idea. You've seen them on movies. You okay. just don't realize it. Yeah, uh, I know exactly. Yeah, you know Sam what I'm Dean talking about. Sam and Dean use it in Supernatural. Yeah, Sam and Dean use it to look up old uh, newspaper clippings. I had no type, idea. I've always wondered stuff. what the fuck that thing was called. Yeah, so they had that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was just harder because you, everything was by hand. You had to handwrite everything or type it on a manual typewriter. I took typing in high school. I had a driver tell me about how he took typing in high school. And he's mm-hmm. he's a little older than you are. And I was like, there's pre-computers. 35 words a minute. Probably type, I probably typed twice that faster than I did then now that I got computers. But, I mean, guys, when I was in high school, Apple just started. Yeah. Right? I, we had Apples. We had a Radio Shack Tandy computers. We had the big five and a quarter floppies you had to flip. And, you know, I, we our school got XTs because there was a big push for this bad. And, man, it was like we were the kings when we got XTs. <laughs> but there was only, like, me and two other people that knew how to do, do much. I mean, so, so. What is an XT? Yeah. That's, it was just, it was a, it was a Windows 8. It was a, oh. it was one of the original, IB, it was original IBM XT is what it okay. was. 
and it, but it ran to boot them. You booted everything with a with a floppy drive. Everything okay. was a five and a quarter black floppy drive, and then after that, you went to the three and a half hard little hard disk. Okay. I actually there's probably since my mom is a pack rat and keeps everything. There's probably an old XT. I had an XT at one point, and you had to boot it with floppy drives. I like how that's the nicer way of saying hoarder. <laughs> She's a pack rat. Yeah, she is what she is. I think I might be a little bit. I'm a hoarder, so that's why I said I just I'm now gonna call myself a pack rat. Yes. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah, it's nicer. <laughs> so, no, I like to but keep uh, shit for memories. Yeah. So, what, what was the question again? Not, I'm I was just talking about like with college going, years. I, yeah. You know what? I had a pretty good time. You know, it was funny because when I first started college, I had one of the guys I was supposed to go to school with. He didn't go. And uh, he ended up not going to school. He ended up going, I think he went in the military. He went in the military, maybe. And then, uh, so I walk in, and, and I was in, like, the first two weeks of school, I had no roommate. Right? So, you know, there's a couple guys around. got to know them. My buddy Derek, who I've known forever. And, um, you know, since 19, it's been 1987. So, Derek and I, Derek was next door. He was from Cleveland, Ohio. Um and then I had, then I walked in one day, and this guy was sitting on the opposite bed. I'm like, "Who the hell are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm your new roommate." And he had been staying with in with a, at it, like with a church family until they could open up rooms. Because when they first back then, like I said, it wasn't like now. Back then, they either put three people in a room, or you know, they would see who didn't show up, and they would move people into rooms. Right, so we. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, so he showed up, and his that guy's name was Chris Weller. Uh oh. I have been friends with with Chris Weller, Derek Nunn, Eric Rosenberg, all Eric Rosberg, and about three or four other guys. We still play fantasy football. Forty, almost forty years later, and those guys have we've, you know, even when you go, you you cannot talk to each other for a year. We all get back together. It's just like we've been hanging out all along. Yep. And you know, Weller's always been the guy that kept everybody together. But and that all was just a random show up in the dorm room. That, and we've been friends for ever since. I mean, close friends. That's all. Like yeah. I, so when I first moved to college, I was with one guy, and then like me and him, did, we just didn't talk much. Yeah. And I ended up meeting two other guys, and I lived in one of those old, th- like the the corner rooms at the dorm I was yeah. in. Had been there since nineteen fifty something, yeah. and so it was a three person room. Yeah. And like the that one, like I, I that dynamic of a three person room is so much more enjoyable than a two person, just because like if you like those two other guys, it, there's constantly something yeah. to do. You'll always find something to do or get into. Yeah. Somebody talked to, yeah. But, I yeah, it. I mean, we had, you know, we all refed. You know, none of us were like, I mean, you know, Chris was from a, you know, he his family wasn't rich or anything. So, I mean, we all worked and we all refed together and stuff like that. We refed every year for it, for the whole time we were in college. Even when I got out of college, you know, I was still kind of hanging around and I was still refing for the university back even because summertime they were having problems getting refs. So I was refing back then too. But, you know, I was over on the north side of campus. So I was around basketball players. Feldhouse, Darren Feldhouse, who's, you know, names hanging from the rafters at UK, he went to Mason County High School, so I knew him, you know, and um, so I got to meet him. And I had, bre- I you know, of course, being a freshman, 8 o'clock classes all the time, so most of those guys were, were 8 o'clock classes. And, uh, and, you know, I got to know Richie Farmer real well because we had, like, six classes together um, and – stuff like that so it was like you know you got to know a lot of the basketball players just because of location and, and because i knew darren helped but mostly because of location where we were 
Um, I was there on campus when they when they got the uh, allegations and went on probation. Who uh-huh. got the allegations? What the allegations? UK, when you, know, you guys don't. <laughs> hey, hey, wow. This is this is pre our time, man. This is pre our time. So this was when the uh, during it was uh, when as the Eddie Sutton would have been coach, uh, Chris Mills. The Chris Mills uh, package that opened up that supposedly had $25,000 in it, and that's what put UK on the death penalty, which actually brought Patino to Kentucky. Uh, that's how Patino got there because he followed up. But I'll tell you, I mean, I don't know any of the particulars about any of it, but Coach Sutton, you will never, I, he was one of my favorite people. And you're wondering, how do I know Coach Sutton, right? So at 8 o'clock in the morning, Coach Sutton would walk from wherever he parked back over to Memorial Coliseum, which was where UK practice at, and that's where his office was. I seen him every morning on the steps. And I'm gonna tell you Coach Sutton's stories. I, this is, and every morning I'd just walk by, just me being me, you guys know how I am, me being me, how you doing Coach Sutton? Or how you doing Coach? And he would speak, every day we spoke. Nothing more than just hi. And you know, we won, hey, nice game last night, coach. And he'd be like, oh, you know, appreciate it like that. Or I had a rough one last night, you know, he's I will give him next time, right? You know, just common thing like that. And I was walk and I'll never never forget this. This gave me more respect and I for Eddie Sutton than any per than, than any coach I ever met probably is I was walking across campus and here he comes. This was our morning ritual, right? How's it going, Coach Sutton, right? Walking across campus, and here comes Coach Sutton and the president of the university at that time. And I don't even remember the guy's name. That's how little, that's how much impression that I didn't get of him. We walk up, and I, I said, um, and the president of the, comp- of the University of Kentucky, the guy's salary that I was paying going there never said one word to me. I said, how's it going, Coach Sutton? I said, and I, and I said, and I knew who he was because I actually said, how's it going? He completely ignored me. Coach Sutton stopped, and the guy kept walking and said, oh, he says, going good. How are you doing? Because he, he was so, you could tell, he was so disappointed that the president of the university walked by, and he stopped and talked to me for about two or three minutes. That guy got, and we were on the set of steps that walked down. The guy was at the bottom of the steps, and he turns around, and Coach Sutton is still standing on the steps talking to me about the basketball game the night before. That's a person versus a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's so awesome. That, the impression I have of Coach Sutton, for whatever faults the guy had, my impression of him is up here. And I've always thought that because that's, that's character, yeah. right? We all have problems. Everybody has issues, things happen, you do stupid stuff, all that stuff. But character is something, you, you know, yeah. that, and, and the guy had it. You know, and, and you know, he didn't have to stop and talk to me. I mean, I wasn't really nobody to him other than just a guy that said hi to him every morning. But you could tell it aggravated him that, you know, this administrator just literally blew me off. So, for Coach Sutton, so you, that was freshman year. I don't know. He might have gone to where he would look at it and be uh, look forward to saying hi to you. Maybe. But, but and maybe. I don't know. Well, that's awesome. But that's the point is, is he yeah. actually did, he actually treated me like the person that I was. And not just some random person right. walking, because yeah. that you could that educator, and this is a problem that you have with colleges, even, and it's worse now. And you went into it on your first podcast, yeah. right? You know these people think because well, I've got a doctor behind my name, or I've got all the that they're better than everybody else, yeah. right? But they're not. We all get up the same 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 way in the morning. 
you know, I work, you know, I, you know, I've worked in automotive my entire life. I've been in finance. I've been in operations. And, but you know what? I'm no different than anybody that comes in and works for me. And we have issues. I roll my sleeves up and I get in and work with them, with other people. That's how we, that's, that's because everybody's the same. But when people have forgotten that, and that's where we end, that's why society is taking a nosedive. That's just my opinion. Well, and I think, like, who who's at the top, and like, who's your your spokesperson for all these companies and shit like that? Is never the person that actually like is you know the person that's boots on the ground. The like you you are you are like you were the manager of this factory or whatever. But they never like had you be the guy that like they're talking you know on camera about or like promoting the company when in like. That's the person that you want the most. That's the person yeah. you need to promote the most. They always have but a instead, it's, it's a person that has so, played politics. It's a person yeah. that has yeah a doctor right. behind their name or whatever the fuck else. And that yeah, they they it, it's it's all politics above a certain rank. But once you go back through like the chain of command, back down to here's like the normal people and yeah. down. Those are your best people. And but also like I think we get a skewed view uh, of the world because we see only this up here when in fact yeah. everybody else down here is cool it's just that one those three yeah. like layers of people at the top actors are actors and that's what people don't understand yeah. they are paid to to give they are paid to do their job and i'm not saying they're good or bad but they're still actors yeah. when you put a person in front of the camera we did that we did that in a video for as a for magna they were doing an automotive thing back when i first we first opened the plant uh, which is where I worked before I worked at Kadiyama now, but that was before I worked, when I worked at Magna. And we put a, a, a lady who, had, who was one of the first people I hired, uh, Gwen, and, you know, she, her personality came out so big and the pride in the work and that you can't, there's no actor that can do that. You know, an actor can make you cry, they can make you happy, but they can't, if you haven't lived it, you don't have it inside of you you can't fake it mm -hmm. and that that's the difference right and and you get all these people you see and, and and people forget they lose touch all these politicians it's like they've lost touch with reality they all think they're better than everybody else you're not you know really what they're doing is they're they're taking money from all of us if you think about it yeah. i mean why does a politician need to have a um to be riding around in limos and flying private jets and this and that. I don't ride in a limo and fly private jet. I got a, a an F-150 I bought out there when you boys were sophomore in high school. It's got 185,000 miles on That's it. It's a seven-year-old F-150 at this point, too, isn't it? Uh, yeah, probably it's 2015, 2016, maybe. Yeah, you guys were sophomores. We, we drove. The, I had just I bought it like two weeks before we went to South Carolina. Up, I remember you driving up to practice with the yeah baseball practice with the old F one fifty. Yeah, so I mean, you know, but but you know, so why why do these guys have to waste all this money on tuxedos? You want to know why we got trillions and zillions of dollars in debt? That's why. It's a racket. It's all racket. Yeah, I've got a got some opinions on that, but we can stretch on another time. Yeah, it's, that's a it, that's a whole that's a whole show in itself. You're going yeah. Down a rabbit hole. yeah, I'll pull out of the rabbit hole. But but that's my point yeah. is is you can't you can't fake heart. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, you know, I, I spent yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in Kentucky. I had some great friends. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't do anything bad or nothing. I mean, it was just 
we were just normal kids, man. We played a lot of football. We played a lot of basketball. We played basketball at the time. Yeah, that was the one thing nice about being, um, being in, uh, you know, uh, reffing and stuff like that. But and you know, Weller, he was like uh, set the desk, you know, for taking student out. These people going in and out of the of the gym and stuff over there, you know, where the big gym was. So, and he'd have lock up. So we we might stay till two o'clock in the morning shooting, playing basketball. A group of us. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, that was just if you, you know, that's the stuff we do. Like I said, we didn't do anything crazy. I mean, you know, people got drunk and stuff like that, but you're in college, right? Yeah. You know, people do that even after college. But, it, but you know, we were all pretty tame, you know, but we had a good time. We did a lot of sports and stuff like that, hung out, went to places, went to parties, all that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't say we did anything crazy. Crazy. No, we just enjoyed. We were just living life and doing things man i have a question so like with college and stuff like because like i mean like i knew cokeheads i knew like guys that were just strung out all the time like mm-hmm. throughout college like how like was it kind of the same culture back then like is college culture uh, kind of similar to today in terms yeah of that? similar you like, had a lot of alcohol back yeah then. alcohol is like they the pot, go-to everybody pot, we had the pot yeah. troll yeah the pot troll <laughs> yeah we had the pot troll so <laughs> we pot troll oh. we got a bigger pot tax <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> Yeah, all right, so we'll go with the pot. You, do you want the pot troll story? You're intrigued with the pot I'm now troll. having Piper draw a pot troll right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever refer to somebody as a pot troll okay. before? <laughs> so, you get, so we were on the fourth floor. We were in Holmes Hall. I was up on the fourth floor. And we had a guy that, I, I, I don't know how you could tell he, was, he, was a, he smoked a lot of weed because he only wore tie-dye clothes down to his socks, inclusive <laughs> of his socks, every day. I'm not for sure he changed the whole semester, to be honest with you. Dirty hippie. She's pretty rough. Oh, yeah. He was pretty, <laughs> he'd get a little funky every once in a while. Ain't no doubt there. But there was a group that would come over, and there was just one guy that would come up and hang out, and he, he, he didn't seem very off, but he was from the third floor. And I'm telling you, the guy couldn't have been over... Oh, I don't know, five one, five two. So he's real short, and he come up through. And I was, I'll never forget. I'm sitting in the room watching TV. It's on a Friday or Saturday night, and all I hear is thump 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 thump. And I'm like, and I can't remember who was in the room. I don't remember. It must have been Derek. Derek and I were rooming together at the time. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Right? He's like, I have no clue. I said, I'm going to go check it out. So, of course, I get up. And we're in a one room. So, it's not like I had took very far to get there, right? And I open up the door. And all of a sudden, here's this little guy. He's wearing shorts. He's got on a sweater, like the college sweater that you see on all the old movies, right? Yeah. He's got on one of those, like the Billy Madison sweater, but it wasn't ripped up, right? Yeah. And he's got highlighter around his eyes. <laughs> so, he's glowing. His eyes are glowing. And he's running up and down the hall full speed and as he runs by the door he runs by he looks at me and stops and he just looks straight at me he goes he 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 i'm the pot troll you can't catch me and off he goes again (laughs) i completely fall out at this point We're going to have to give him a minute. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I mean, it's usually, and I'm like, what the heck's going on? All right, I open the door. He gives me the hee hee hee, you can't catch me, and runs up the hall full speed. And he jumps up in the window at the end of the hall. Because back then, the window's opened. All the way, yeah. All the way, yeah. You can open the windows. They'd say, yeah, screen one side hard the other. And I look down the hall, and we were getting ready to go somewhere, and he's down there, he's up in the window, and he's looking around. I'm like, well, this is too good. I got to check this out. So I start walking up the hall towards him, right? We go walking up the hall, and he sits there and does not move a muscle. We walk up, and he's just, we're sitting there staring at him. He's just frozen, right? We literally walked by him, and then you hear him snicker, because he was right to win, and you walked out the door, and I hear him start snickering, <laughs> and he, doo -doo 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 -doo, back down the hall he goes. <laughs> At that point, we were done. I, I, we, we, we were leaving anyway to go somewhere, but my God, I'll never forget that. It's like 12 o'clock at night, too. I mean, it was, most likely we were going to the hoe. Was probably we were going. It may have been oh, two o'clock. Yeah, tally -ho's the, the tally ho is the king. Yeah, and back then it was across from my dorm. It like now it's moved over to Broadway, but it was across from my dorm. And when I went to the tally ho, I spent three years going to tally ho religiously. When I, you know, two three years when I was there, we would go. I probably was there at least six times a month when I lived across from it. Just you know, three o'clock in the morning, we were in there like. They wouldn't close until the last person left, and they'd only close for about two hours. And in two years, at least for two years, I'd walk in and order, and we'd go over and sit down. And this, and the the lady that was working there, she, you'd hear we'd be sitting there, and all of us are sitting at the table one night. There's like eight of us: me, Phil, Eric, you know, all of us are sitting. Bill and Derek, well, all of us, and we're sitting there, and they called out your name. Right, they still do that today. Don't mm -hmm. been. I yeah. don't know if you've yeah, been last there. Yeah, last time did, I was did, there, yeah, they did. Yeah. That. So they still call out your name, and we're sitting there, and it's two o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden you hear Anthony, Anthony, and I get up and start walking. They're like, "Where are you going, Brian?" I said, "I'm going to get my food," and they're like, "What?" I said, "I said, dude." I said, in two years, she thought she, she the first time I came in here, she thought I was an Anthony. And I said, I've been an Anthony for two years. And then I walk up there and get my food. She'd be like, oh, I did it again. <laughs> and I'd say, yeah, it's all good. So I just started answering to Anthony when I went. So that that, in the tally ho back when I was in college, my name was Anthony. So you would hear they'd be hollering, Anthony, everybody be looking at him like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to get my food. That's mine. Like, How do you know? I said, I said, she always, she thinks I'm an Anthony. For some reason. For some just... reason, she had it in her head that I was Anthony. But the Holly Ho, the Ho was great, man. It was just awesome. That was like a staple. It's, it, I mean, it's kind of lost a little bit of its eye. I mean, it's similar, but it still wasn't the same when it was across from your dorm and you could just ramble yeah. over there. It you was... Know, I, it was great for the one time I went there. I've only been there the one time I was drunk at bar, bar downtown Lex. We just walked and like I, it just was amazing to have somewhere open, twenty four hours for students 
and I happen to have a buddy that lives yeah. in the apartments near there. So yeah, like it is, it's still in a good location, but yeah, like I cannot it, it imagine it being right across my dorm. I would be super so, hash browns. Holy shit, you, would I have spent so much money? Yeah, like, super ho and hash browns. That's crazy. And they had pinball machines in there. We go there and play pinball. I think there's still one. Th- pinball there's one pin, but they yeah. had like just yeah, they had two. Tekken in there last time we went. Yeah, I think we, it was like yeah, I think, yeah. They, they've kind of upped their arcade game a little bit. Back then it was so small, you only had like they had like yeah. two. Hmm. And I remember one of them was Carnival was in there, and Taxi, and I because in there it you just over and over again. That's how you remembered it because we were in there so much. You just you know, you'd hear because you know that back then they, all the all those pinball machines speak all the time, right? So. Yeah. Yo, comrade, taxi, you know. <laughs> so it was always you just constantly right, but but we had a good time. I mean, back then that was the hoe was the place to go. I mean, everybody <laughs> the went. The hoe is the place to go. go. <laughs> I think that's. They uh, should make a shirt out of that one. Downtown. Polly Ho, if you're looking for some uh, advertisements, we're open. Yeah. <laughs> the hoe is the place to go. Downtown. We got some spots open. Just yeah. So. Downtown but, Lexington and Las Vegas are two places that can have the same motto. Yeah. The hoe is the place to go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. The hoe uh, is the place to go. But yeah, so we went there a lot. You know, um, like I said, we we did nobody. We, I mean, we just like Sundays when during football season we would go to somebody's place and we would watch football all day long. Yeah. And back then we played fantasy football, right? I was telling you, we had the group that still plays fantasy football. You didn't have computers, so we had the fantasy football Bible. It was just called the fantasy football. Everybody pulled their money together to get that $10.95 to buy that Bible. Cause, and that was the golden rule. If you had a player and you wondered whether they were wide receiver, tight end, running back, it was in there. And there was like one or two players every season. Is it good? There was like one or two players every season that were wide receiver, tight end, and maybe a running back. They were they they were like a slash back in the day before they actually had before Cordell Stewart was slash. I've got a question. Okay. When did the Cornholio Warriors make their debut? Ah, <sighs> they made it during it was a they made it during fantasy football. Oh yes. It would have been probably. It wasn't early. It was right after Beavis and Butthead came out. So this would have been later than that. Um, I can't even remember my first team's name. But I remember we used to... There was a guy that played for Miami. His name was Jim Jensen. He was the only guy in the book that was a wide receiver running back and a tight end. Right? And I was playing... We were playing, and of course, you go back to everything. You just, you, you know, you had. We would watch games, then you get the newspaper the next day, and you're just pouring through it, checking stats who won. and everything. Yeah, you stayed up all night, and you know, like you did. Sports Center wasn't there. You guys got to understand, you didn't have Sports Center. All right, you. This is how you got. This is what. This is how our lives were. You watch the game, you got the highlights. So there were games you might not know who scored until the next day. And then you had what's called headline sports, and it was it was every twenty on it was every thirty minutes at twenty after and at ten ten till that would come on, and you would we would flip to that and watch that. It was like about a two minutes of what was going on. So you would try to catch a touchdown or something that you didn't catch, and that's how you that was your total how you got it. Whatever was in the newspaper was how it scored, and it, whatever you were listed at in the. Um, in the in the book, 
was was it what was was how you got was who they were right mm -hmm. so this guy jim jensen played for miami i was playing heffler last game of the season the winner goes into the it goes to play in the playoffs the loser go is done right mm -hmm. and i take jim jensen and i had and you know back then they would set guys right like half my team got set because i was head to buffalo bills or somebody <laughs> like that right i had thurman Munt, thurman thomas and uh jim kelly and them and i i had nobody Right, so I put Jim Jensen in at running back. The guy, the only time he played running back was with this. They took the tight end and moved him back to the to the running back position to lead block. Yeah, with two minutes left in the game, catches a touchdown pass from the running back slot. Wade Hepler cussed me for two hours straight <laughs> because Jim Jensen. This is bullshit. He's not a running back. He's never played running back. He's a tight end. He's been a tight end. Go look in any publication. He's a tight end. And then I'm like, but the fantasy book Bible says I can play him in any of those three spots. F you, Kasky. <laughs> so, I mean, this, and of course, you know, you got six other college guys, and they're just feeding it, right? Just ribbing him. Yeah, wait, that's too bad, man. That's just the way it goes. And, I don't know, for whatever reason, Wade and I always had these great battles that would come down to the last thing. Like, Antonio Gates, last game of the season, we were playing again, and I'm down five points, and, you know, touchdowns were six. There's last play of the game, the Chargers are playing, Antonio Gates comes open to the back of the end zone, catches a touchdown pass, right as time goes out, six points, they win. They actually go ahead to win with that. They didn't even have to kick the extra point. And fuck, Casty, God damn it again! <laughs> I said, well, at least he was a tight end this time, Wade. And he's like, fuck you! And then he off he goes. So, I mean, you know, it was just stuff like that all. I mean, that's like, we used to have a ball, just just crazy stuff. I mean, yeah, there's a million stories and stuff out there, but I mean, you know, we we had a good time. Everybody was fun, you know. We you know, just had a good time. Nothing major, nothing nothing crazy. Just a bunch of guys having a good time. We played softball leagues. I played in softball league in Davis Bottom, and we were the only white team in the whole league. And we were the worst team in the whole league on top of us. We were we went into this league, and you know they—I don't know how they do softball now, but they rated teams. You had A, B, C, D, E, right? And we were probably an E, Z. Yeah, we we might have been a Z. Now we were decent. We were a good group of college guys, but we didn't play together all the time. We were a bunch of friends, right? So we decided we wanted to play in softball league. It was Sunday night. We thought, oh, man, this would be cool. It was real cheap, right? So we get in thinking we're going to be playing. We thought, well, you know, we're like a D probably, but there might be a couple C teams that slip in. Oh, no. We're playing against East End Mufflers and Diamonds, two of the best teams in Lexington, about every third week, right? So we get out there, and we're playing. And it was just one of those nights. We, we're playing Diamonds. I'll never forget it. And it's like, dude, this was Snoop Dogg videos before there was a Snoop Dogg. I mean, when you went down, everybody's hanging out. They've got the grills out. People are cooking ribs and burgers. And I mean, it, it's like, I'm telling you, it's like Snoop Dogg. When you look at those old Snoop Dogg videos, that's what this was on Sunday nights. Everybody just went there and hung out. It was just a big party. I mean, we had a guy who went with us one time, and he's like, guys, He's sitting over and he's got this big, huge burger, like, like, like the old Eddie Murphy house burger, except it was on a bun and not on white bread. 
and he's over. He goes, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what? He goes, he goes, I just went and bought a Miller Lite. He said, they didn't card me. And I'm like, who the fuck's going to card you? <laughs> and I said, they probably didn't get carded when they bought the Miller Lite. <laughs> I said, that guy's 12. <laughs> right? So, you know, we're laughing and stuff. So it's like, and I'm telling you, and, and it was in a bottom, so in the evenings, you know how you get that little bit of a mist, you know, like mm, when yeah. it's cold and hot, it hits. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, we're playing the late game. Starts at like 10, 10.30, so it started late, and we're playing diamonds. They were, them and East End were the top two teams in the league. They were tied. And for whatever reason, every ball that, that uh, was pitched got hit right at one of our guys, and we were on fire. I mean, we just were single the heck out of the ball, right? And we're up. And I mean, you got half the people there are cussing us and booing us, and the other half are East End Muffler fans, and they're cheering on the white guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, go white guys, go! <laughs> I mean, we're like, and so we're all, it's like, it's like the last inning, right? So we all buy, we're all over there, we're like, all right, so what are we going to do? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, what are we going to do? And they're like, what? I said... I said, do we go for the win or do we tank? Because I said, if we go for the win, we might not make it out of here. <laughs> I said, if we tank, he says, we'll probably make it out of here because the Diamonds fans will probably you know, be on our side and get us out, get us in the cars. So we went on to, and we played. We ended up losing because they got, I mean, they were good. They were, they were so good. They just pounded us to death with singles for until, yeah, they just beat it. They, and they beat us by a couple of runs. We almost won. Guy, we were like, it was like two outs, and I can't remember. What was the guy's name? I don't remember off the top, but he was playing left field, and this guy goes to hit a short single, and I mean, he's running full speed on his horse. We're up one run. They got the bases loaded, and, you know, he was going, and it was all or nothing. We were either going to win or lose on that one, and he stretched out, hits the ground, the ball hits his glove, and when his glove hits the ground, it pops out. That was the difference between us beating like one of the top teams in Lexington. Oh, it was disappointing, but also good at the same time. You didn't really feel bad either way, because you knew you were at least going to make it out of there that night (laughs) (laughs) over a fucking salt. But it was funny, like you'd run into people who were in the league, and and, and, like I said, you got to remember, guys, this was back in in the early, you know, late eighties. This was in the late eighties, early nineties. So you didn't have all the PC stuff we have now, right? I walked into Subway to get a sub one night. The one time this lady, she goes, you're one of those white guys that play for that team down there on Sunday night, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. I'm thinking, can I get some free meatballs? Can you a couple <laughs> more on there or something? You know, but yeah, it was funny. She goes, we used to love watching y'all play. She said, we have a good time. She said, isn't that a great time? I said, yeah, it's wonderful. But yeah, so it was a good time. It was funny. That's kind of a funny story, but, but yeah, it was a... It was crazy. Those guys, they were all, all good guys down there. I mean, you know, there wasn't that, but we had, I remember it was like, we were a little, yeah, we were young. You're talking 21, 22 years old. You're down there and the people were cool. We had a good time, but yeah, I mean, it was the first time. I mean, you remember, I was from a town of 700 people, right? I mean, I wasn't like I was from, you know, a city, a big city. I mean, I was from a small town, you know, you just, it just wasn't, you know, and when you went into the city and stuff like that, it, you know, you were leery because you just didn't know because, you know, you were, you didn't have TV, the TV stuff, you, you had four channels on TV, right? You didn't have 700 channels and YouTube and all the stuff that you guys have where you see all this stuff. This was all brand new to all of us, none of us. Got, you know, we went down there and we were just like amazed. 
like I said, the guy with the guy that didn't get carded for beer thought he was doing the greatest thing, and the kid that was selling to him was twelve years old. Was he actually? Yeah, they were pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made, his, his dad was probably there cooking the ribs, right, or cooking mm-hmm. the burgers, right? So, because that's what they did. I mean, it was, yeah, that's what the the whole thing was. It was just a really, you know, we got in a league because there was an empty spot, but there was a league they had every year, and it was basically everybody that lived in that area. Those those that's who's who was playing there, and us, right? And we were only what. It was probably three miles from campus. It wasn't very far. It was just over. Yeah, it's now. It's 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 there. They've they've developed it and all now into mm-hmm. into into buildings and stuff. But back then, it was you know it was it was just a you know a field stuck down in the bottom in bottom below a bridge and you know all the surrounding houses and stuff. You know anything within a couple miles, man. These guys had all had teams. They put through their teams together, and it was a, it was a league that was built for a bunch of people to go out and hang out. That's true. Uh, right? That's what I, Which I, like, was I would great. love to join yeah. one of those now. Yeah, dude, I've talked to Can you find one? I bet you that's can. That's the thing. It's, it's, you can't, it's not heard of, yeah. except for in college towns, really. And, like, yeah. it's not like big city colleges. Like, Eastern Kentucky has one, but, like, yeah. I haven't heard shit about Louisville having one. Or, yeah, uh, I don't Because you know, I, I, I was talking to Patrick about it, and he sounded kind of interested. I know Ian was, too. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to. It'd be fun, yeah, but just yeah, to have so, something. Yeah, that's, like, it's, it's, we did. I played a lot of softball and stuff in college, you know. But... Let's segue here. I've actually I've got another question for you. Okay, shoot. Music. You know, for us having a, for us having, <laughs> <laughs> for us having a Father's Day special, you not talked one thing about Father's Day on there other than just asking me questions. It's about talking to you talking about okay. you, man. A father. How's a father? Okay, as a father. We, we're still back. I'm, I'm not even a father. I'm not even close to being a father. I'm not even I'm a still, dad yet. Yeah, dude, I'm still, still in just, college, man. You just All right, still go ahead. We got music. We spent 40 minutes talking about college. All right. Wait, wait, you, got, <laughs> you brought it up. I didn't. No, you, you were the one that brought it up. 40 no, years. he for, said college. What was it like in college? And that's where I went. 40 minutes. If you minutes didn't want to hear 40 minutes four college, years is you shouldn't okay. have asked a freaking question. Okay. So what's your question? Uh, these ones are two of your personal interests. Uh, what's uh, your favorite types of music, your favorite band? You think the people need to know? I think Dylan should know, too. There's only one band. Oh, son of a bitch. I know huh? where this is going. <laughs> There's only <laughs> one band, and that's Rush. The Canadian right. Rockers. There's nobody better. Sorry. Case closed. Everybody, you can love your Zeppelins. You can love everybody else. Getty Lee is a beast. Getty Lee, Alex Life, and Neil Peart. I've probably seen him 15 times. Uh, and I love him. And, and I t- you know, my music taste goes across the spectrum because I've seen everything from... I've seen Shaba Ranks in concert, if you can believe that. Shaba. Yeah, I've seen... Um, you know, I love ACDC. Yeah, I listen to Zeppelin. I like classic rock. I like a little bit of everything. Not a super huge country fan. Just because I really didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Just never got any care. I do like R and B and some rap and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we used to go occasionally up to um, to uh, Bogarts in Cincinnati. We go watch, go see a concert or two up there. Um, you know what? I actually enjoyed. Um, you talk about music. Um, I actually enjoyed a few of the local bands in Lexington. A friend of mine, she was uh, she was dating a a, a lead or a, a lead singer for a band called the Shade Tree Mechanics, and they actually played just local venues. But they were really good. I mean, really good. 
their basis was pretty strong. Um, man, this is a throwback because those guys are nowhere around. If they, if they ever heard this, man, they'd be like, Oh, Kesky, you're the man, right? You need to seek them out. So, um, yeah. But their, their lead guitarist was insane. I mean, this guy was insane. And what basically stopped their band was he got accepted to Juilliard. Oh, wow. That's how good he was, yeah. But they went and actually played Grumpy's Gravel Pit, which is no longer there, in Maysville. So, is any if you guys have you ever seen um, uh, the Blues Brothers? I've seen parts of it. Parts, I yeah. seen the whole movie. Okay, so in the Blues Brothers, you guys have got to watch this. Everybody's got to watch this to get this story. So, in the Blues Brothers, they go play. They get booked to this country western band place. So they go in their blues band in a country western bar. So they could, they played. They, so they were singing and people were throwing bottles at the at the um, at the at the at the his Abraham behind the cage playing this in the Blues Brothers right. Well, Grumpy's Gravel Pit was the same way. Shade Tree Mechanic played their own stuff. They didn't play. I mean, Drew wrote his own stuff, so it was like you know they didn't play anything but basically their own. They had maybe five or six covers. They probably did play more, but typically they just played their own stuff, and it was really good. Like I said, we used to go see them. They didn't have a huge following, but they had, you know, a lot. And and so they go to Maysville, and people are just pissed because they were expecting a country, you know, a country western or like a, you know, a cover band, right? And it's not, it's not what they were. So they were like, yeah, man, they were like, we go in this place, and it's like gravel on the floor and, you know, cage up. And yeah, it's like, it, was, it was hilarious. I'm like, so it's kind of like the Blues Brothers. They said, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, I know Grumpies. I said, I'm from that area. And they, and they were just laughing. They were harassing me and stuff. But, yeah, so Blues Brothers, they're in there. They're in this country western bar. They played two songs the entire night. The theme to Rawhide and Stand By Your Man. That's the only thing that got them out of there alive. But classic movie. If you've never seen the Blues Brothers, you have missed out in your life. So watch the Blues Brothers. Now, you talk about movies. What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie of all time? Seen it last weekend. I mean, I already knew the answer to yeah. this. But I uh, came back out, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hands down, favorite movie of all time. A lot of good movies. I love The Godfather. I love all that stuff. But when Raiders of the Lost Ark hits the theater, I'm there. Big Lebowski, one of the best movies ever made. But I still, Raiders tops everything. What so like? Did you see that like as a kid? Like how? how yeah, I, I seen it as a kid when it came theaters. out. I seen how, it how at the Russell Theater out? in Maysville, Kentucky, when it came out. When we went and seen it last weekend, it was it was one of the anniversaries, so that was cool. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever seen it in theater now, before. Now, Ben, I don't. Know, ben and I went and see. I told Ben they had. Uh, we went and seen The Godfather. <laughs> They, that I've was one of the see, huh? I've yet to see that movie. It's just yeah, we, so but we, we had pre long. pre pre Godfather fight going on in the yeah, theater. Yeah, there's a drunk woman in there, and uh, she was fucking hammered. <laughs> a pair of them. <laughs> yeah, and then she was starting to like talk real loud during the movie, and there was some other woman. She was like, "This movie means a lot to people. Can you please stop talking?" She's like, "I'm paid to get in here." Dude, she's like, "I don't fucking care. This movie means a lot to me. Get out." She's like, "I'm very fine." <laughs> It was one of the few times I've actually seen somebody get escorted out of the theater. They actually by. left, and there was like four other people in the oh, theater. Yeah. And people clapped. Yeah, they were like... <laughs> we saw the one person at fucking Evil Dead Rise that he should have been escorted out. I mean, he didn't cause a huge stink, no, he, A little bit in the beginning, he was a little cunty and like just said some shit. 
but then after that, yeah, he shut up. And Did you go see when, Deadpool? When we, when we were at, yeah, we went to go see Deadpool in theaters. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. swinging the baby. Yeah. yeah. There's this guy whose baby started fucking crying in the middle of Deadpool. An <laughs> R-rated at movie. At 10 o'clock at night. At, at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Somebody starts saying, like, can you get that fucking kid out of here? <laughs> and the dude just fucking got up and was like, all right, motherfucker. Who said that? Swinging his fucking baby around. <laughs> he was going to hit the fucking guy that was talking shit with his child. I was like, maybe you shouldn't have brought your kid to the theater. It's fucking oh stupid. god, Bring that was fucking funny. infants to a Were you with us? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was there. It was a skinny little black guy. He got up with his fucking baby <laughs> care and he got up in like this big biker motherfucker's face. Like, and it was like, this is about to be really fucking funny. <laughs> when this the kid, off, he was like, holding the kid the whole time, like, I'm gonna kick your ass with my infant. Yeah, like, what the I'm fuck? He hit you with his car seat with him in it. This is not a win win situation. We went and saw fucking Transformers on Sunday. And I sw- there was a fucking baby started making noise there too, and I was like, "You motherfucker! <laughs> Why do you bring infants?" I like uh, the Tom Segura right. joke. And Best the- Transformer movie. Uh, Shadow of the Book. No, uh, wrong, wrong. The eighties animated Man- one. Yes. All right. Best ever, hands down. I that's the one they need to remake. No. Yes. Remake nothing. They need remake to redo it. Fucking zero things should be remade. I, I hate I, remakes outright. I think if you're going to just promote the old, do what they did when they put this shit back in the theaters. They did. We went and seen it. That's awesome. Like, that's how you should do things. Yeah. I fucking hate this remake shit because it's never done right. It has yet to no, be done that's right. That's what I'm saying. Opinion. You have to make it just like it, though. Remakes of games that came out recently that were done right. So Not a movie. Hey, dude, it's still a remake. A fucking game, but a game being remade just makes it better graphics or fucking like it runs smoother. It's not made on a fucking Nintendo 64, so our tits aren't fucking pixels. And like, you know, like. No, there's a lot more you can remake to a game, Dylan. You're out of your element, Donnie. I like Shut up. (laughs) You are out of your element! You mean pyramid tits? No, I'm not talking about Lara Croft. I'm talking about Lara Croft. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about fucking good shit. Fuck you. I just could. But remaking movies is ten times more difficult, yes. You know what? The, the problem is when they try to remake movies, it's it's it too. It's hard to get the actors. Man, the movies that are great, like when they try to remake stuff, even from TV shows that were really popular to a movie, it's hard to do because that that act you can't you just can't come up with that action actor chemistry stuff. It just all. don't it just don't happen. Fucking, I'm sorry. I don't know Transformers that well. I'm I just had, we watched it last weekend. Beast Wars was pretty cool, though. Yeah, I like Beast Wars. Yeah. I thought some of the music was odd. I, I like the majority one, of that There's one, one song. song that I don't understand. <laughs> Everything was cool, but the one song, because the entire movie, they have, like, 90s hip-hop in it. Like, they got yeah. Wu-Tang Clan. 1994. And Cool J. And then there's just one random fucking fight where it's got a song that was made in 2023, and I was like... <laughs> Why is this here? Yeah. This does not belong in this soundtrack. I haven't watched Literally it. every other song in the soundtrack is from the 90s, and it's awesome. And then they bring in a new one, and, and I was like, that's just disrupted the vibe. It should have been Linkin Park, is, but, you know. Well, Linkin Park wasn't around in Chester's the Chester's dead. They were, they were around in, like, 99. You, I'm talking this about was like the new fucking 2023 fucking song that you just said. No, oh, it, was, it was like a 2023 rap song. Yeah, and I'm... 
Oh, you mean they should have had that? Okay, never mind. No, they shouldn't have, but you're right at the same time. It was Linkin a joke on the better. modern meme, but... <laughs> Linkin Park would have been better. Linkin Park I mean, it just better. got something close to the yeah. time frame, right? That was, that was the main issue, because like, it didn't fit with the theme of the, of the it, rest of the music. It didn't parts. have to be 1994. It could have been 1997, yeah. but not something from last week. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my issue with it. It didn't sound like it belonged. Yeah. That's... Uh, who? Uh, what, oh, one of the fucking weirdest movie soundtracks ever is uh, Goodwill Hunting. I Terrific movie, but the entire fucking album, uh, the entire soundtrack is by one guy. And I'm sorry, I'm slipping on his name right now. But that guy it's ended Trent Reznor. up. No, I wish it was Trent Reznor. It made He's it been the better. Music for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He did the movie for Soul. He did the music for Soul. Yeah, I knew that. That's a fucking great movie with great soundtrack. But nonetheless, all right, fucking in, in in fucking Goodwill Hunting, there's a sex scene with this guy and this guy like with this song and this song is about depression and they're having a sex scene to it <laughs> and then that guy ended up fucking stabbing himself in the chest fifteen times. Like oh. in real life. Or yeah, in real life wow. to kill himself. That's and like that's not the fucking music you have for that fucking scene in that movie. Like I'm so fucking confused by that. Like. That I I'm so like baffled by like how great that movie is to have such an absolute shit soundtrack. Favorite movie? I digress. Uh, Raiders was mine. What's yours? The thing. You're not gonna like I it. I knew his would be the thing. Yeah, I have like. Yours is which is an show. awesome movie. If you haven't seen the thing, awesome the movie. The thing is amazing. Went seen it what last year? Yeah, yeah last year, last year, last year in the theater. That's one of those when it comes back theater you gotta go. Favorite movies to like weird. watch that like they're not always movies. Look, look, look. Movies. Look, look. The question isn't. Oh, you gotta be in a specific mindset to watch this movie. What fucking movie do you like the best? Probably Into the Wild. I can watch. No, uh, it. Uh, there's a guy. I know what that movie is. Really? That's your greatest favorite movie of all time. It's what it did for me at a time okay. in my life. All right. Yeah. I, I can. I can relate to that. I guess. All right. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. However, Pulp Fiction. There's a poster on the wall with. It's with a Vincent great movie. Vega and Jules. Winfield from Inglewood. Yeah, I've seen that in the theaters as a pre-show at the University of Kentucky. So I seen it, and when we walked out of that theater, I was with me and Derek were there, Derek, none, and when we walked out of the theater, we were like, "That's the greatest movie ever!" And everybody's like, "I don't know what the fuck just happened." Yeah, and we were like, "That was awesome! God, that was great!" Because you know nobody had done that what Tarantino did and jumped around like that. that. We were style, like, "Yeah!" And everybody else like. I have no clue what I just watched. That I, I think that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, so it was crazy to see that. But it was so cool now when I look back on it because it's such a big movie, and I seen it as a premiere, a free ticket. They said, "Here, where did this movie? You know, go to the movie, go to the movie." They were just handing it out. And we went to going to see like one of the first showings of Pulp Fiction, and you didn't even have to fucking pay for it. That's didn't awesome. know what it was. That's fucking awesome. I mean, you didn't know what it was. I didn't have a preview. I was walking. I was, I was walking Jackie across Brent. campus, yeah. and Jackie, this. I think, wait, no, Jackie Brent did not. Years. That was the second movie. No, this yeah, was, that was right. this. That was, was the now, second movie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Reservoir yeah, Dogs. Jackie Brent didn't come out until later. Yeah, it was Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, was Jackie first. Brent was what, but but I, but again, you know, we didn't have where you could see all this stuff. You didn't yeah. have these stuff. They didn't have pre movie premieres. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. We know what the hell it was. Yeah. Right. So. Walking across campus, of course, they have all these good-looking women, and they're handing out tickets. So they handed out tickets to us. We took them, right? 
Pulp Fiction? Yeah, Uma, and it turns out to be Pulp Fiction. Uma Thurman was handing out tickets on cameras. <laughs> like, oh. I want some crack in this ticket. <laughs> yeah, but it was a, I mean, to, just the fact that you got, I got to see that. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. By is far. A, but it, but it was like, movie. to see it, to know that you actually seen it before everybody else was, was really way yeah. cool. The Into the Wild probably up there. And then like, I know another one is a... Uh, it's gonna make you mad. Yeah, it's gonna make you mad. Uh, you know what's gonna make you mad when D- Dylan prefaces everything. You know that's gonna make you mad. Here, let me tell you anyway. Let me drop it? this turd on you. It's a great fucking movie. It's just not everybody fucking likes it. Uh, you go to Bobby Nidus over here. Why am I? Why am I blanking on it now? It's a, it I must have been like, that. Uh, must have been that good. Like, my favorite movie is actually Ghost Rider: Spirit <laughs> yeah. of Vengeance. Dude, that movie fucking blew. That movie blows ass. Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. That's my favorite movie of all time. I love that one. That one is fucking great. End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, I haven't seen that. Michael Pena. That's a tremendous movie. What was that? I think I've seen. Is that where he was the? He's a cop. It's by the guy cops. that did the Fury and Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Yeah, those Suicide Squad blows, but like huh. uh, Fury is really good. That movie is really good. Fucking. Wait, the new one or the like the, the old one? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, the old <laughs> like fucking two. two Dude, years, that's, two, two that's just random, man. Yeah. These movies you're throwing out there is what you're considering the greatest movies of all time. I'm not considering random. them the greatest movies. I'm I asked considering you what's your greatest movie movies. of all Your favorite movie of all time. These are my favorite movies to watch for what they like not make me what, feel and what I feel towards them and like how 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 I like them. Yes, they are my favorite movies, but greatest movie of all time. That's what I uh, asked you. No, no, no. You asked me. What no, the, I asked you what your favorite movie. Is. Yeah, but that's the okay. Same. Greatest movie of all time. No, that would should not. be your opinion of the greatest of movie time. of all time. It should be your favorite movie. Should be the greatest movie of all time. That makes absolutely no fucking sense any other way. I did, well, yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Because there's different ways you can look at it. You can your look favorite at movie of all time has got to be the greatest movie of all time. No, there's no, it the, doesn't. the ethos and the logos. There's like there is like your logical side, and then there's your like what there's you have. There's the side that looks at how it is as a cinematic experience. Oh, Christ, looking the art of film, and then there's one that you like the best personally. You guys spent way too much freaking time at Bethlehem. I'm a fucking philosophy major, Brian. Yeah, look at what do that. you think? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude. All right, so what's the greatest movie of all time? Maybe we can get to my original question. Coincidentally, it is the thing. It's the room. Uh, Fuck it is. Fuck if I know, dude. I can't think of that right now. All right, we'll give you a pass. So anyway, best band of all time, Rush. By far, hands down my favorite. I've been listening to more Rush. Bullshit. Recently. I have. Bullshit. Working man's a name good one song other than Working Man. Good song. XYZ. Great other song. Other than XYZ and Tom Sawyer. Great songs. I just listened to another one uh two days ago and I put it in my saved playlist. Hold on. Kick up the twenty one twelve overture. Play the whole thing. I'm just gonna add that to the right video. Now. Yeah, let me add that to right the video. Now, I'll do it now. I'm sorry guys. I can't find it. How about this? How about some quintessential rush songs for the for the all the screaming fans out there? Well, of course, you just knocked off some of the originals, but uh, yeah, twenty-one list of five songs to listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, No particular order. I'm not going to list the top ones because everybody knows what they are, right? The ones that you always hear on the radio. So I would say um, 
driven, which a lot of people probably haven't heard that, but that is awesome to drive to. Um, Who's that boy? One Little Victory, which was actually in the Need for Speed 2 soundtrack video game. I love that one to drive to. The 2112 Overture, which has several things. If that's just, that's insanely good. Um, Red Barchetta, one of my favorites of all time. Red Barchetta. Fucking love that's those. Yeah. That's kind of controversial, actually, with the other higher-up people that now, I've seen. Now, one song that I, I... there's These are on the same album, and I, I would rank them the same, pretty close to the same, but I really like these two, is um, Roll the Bones. It's probably a little bit ahead of Ghost of the Chance. I remember Roll the Bones when I was a kid. Yeah. That was one of my favorites when I was young. So that that's five that you that you might not have heard. You might have heard Red Barchetta. They do play that some. But I tell you, Chronicles album, just grab that. That if you want a good selection, that that their greatest hits album, even though it doesn't have some of the newer stuff on, it's it's insanely good, the whole thing. What's, just, just look them up on Spotify. Yeah. What's the song that about them just like smoking weed across Asia? That would be Passage to Bangkok on Yeah, on the train to Bangkok, aboard the Thailand Express. Imagine that. It's yeah. the first song after the 20 minute Prague's masterpiece 2112 <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. on the album called 2112. Perhaps yeah. you should just they listen to have, the album. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, they got a couple of those in there. Yep. They have, what? They have a song called Rivendell. Yep. Oh, I thought you were talking about like it's in Lord of the Rings. And I'm no. like, where the fuck did I miss that? It's <laughs> in <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah, what the fuck? That doesn't it's, make they that They should fine. be. Yeah. <laughs> they should be in. We were just talking about uh, music that doesn't make sense in soundtracks. How about a fucking Middle Earth having Rush? However, I'm sure you could have probably found a spot to have dropped in some Tom Sawyer in there. And then they yeah, like when Gandalf's riding over the hill at the Battle yeah. of Elm's Deep, and you hear, <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm like, who's Gandalf? <laughs> oh whatever. my god! On the darkest depths no, of Mordor, no, Tom Sawyer would be playing. Tom Sawyer playing when he the light shines, shines over it. the hill, yeah. and you see Gandalf on Shadowfax. <laughs> <and you're, laughs> I'm on a new one. Yeah, that would be. <gasps> <laughs> You've been ready to fight. The problem is, people would have been right. You've been punching people in the in the in the theater. Yeah, with. you would have been fighting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on! All right, uh, let's talk about mom. What about mom? How'd you all meet? <laughs> okay, you probably know this. Do you know the story? I know about the party aspect of it. And uh, you know what? I like the funny part of it. Oh, really? Uh, so. How did we meet? We met, I was, I actually got sick as a dog two days before I met your mom. And I, cause I was supposed to, I was actually supposed to go out on a date on Friday night in Lexington. And I ended up having to catch cause I was sick as a dog. And then I got to feel a bit better on Saturday. And the, I was work, I was went Terry Schwink, who's an older guy, looks like, if you could imagine, the swingster looked like look a heavy-set Mr. Burns. <laughs> and when he laughed, his head turned red as a beet. Love the guys. When my, he, I would literally almost wet myself when he would, from some of the stuff he would talk. It was just so funny. He was just funny. And that would be a whole 12 episodes probably by itself with me and the swingster. Um, but uh, he's wanted me to take him to a party. Of course, he'd been drinking. We'd been up at night moves in Maysville. 
And he's like, come on, let's go to the park. I said, I'm not, I said, man, I said, I just got been sick. I said, I'm going to go home. I said, I'll drop you off at your townhouse. I'm going to go home. No, 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 you got to go to this party. I'm like, ah, well, he goes, I'm going either way. I said, all right, well, I didn't want him driving drunk, right? And so and he was like, I don't know, probably 50. <laughs> and I was like 25, right? But it was a party. The party he was going to go to is all people from the plant, right? And we go down there. And I'm like, I'm going to drop you off, and I'm going home. And he, so I pulled down in front of the house that it's at, you know, it's house party like everything else back there. And he goes, hold on, I want to make sure that we're at the right place and that the party's still going on. It's just like 1 o'clock in the morning in Maysville. They ain't, they ain't shit going on in 1 o'clock in the morning in Maysville unless it's, a, it's at a house party. Everything else closed. And so he goes in and, I, and comes back, and then your mom, and he sits what turned out to be my wife, to the car to get me to come into the party and on her way to the park to, to the to my car she takes a header off the, si- <laughs> off the sidewalk and has a big old cut on her chin <laughs> but lit one thing leads to the other i end up going into the party and talk to her there for a little while and then we ended up splitting and then i didn't even know she ended up work she worked at the plant i had no clue i'd never seen her before never met her before nothing and then and I called my buddy Dotson and said, hey, do you know this? And he said, yeah, she works at the plant. I said, she does. He said, yeah, she's the second shift. So, and then after that, we, we talked a little bit. Kevin kind of, you know, he, he kind of facilitated a little bit because he worked second shift and said, and and um, next day, you know, you know, I, that was like the next weekend we ended up, or next weekend or something like that, we ended up, She when she got off work, we went and got something to eat afterwards. And that was pretty much it from then on. I think that's the most... The funny. header was pretty... It's kind of crazy. I mean, you just uh, never that know. That sounds like mom, though, to be honest. Yeah, she took a header. She had a big old, big old freaking red spot on her chin where she fell up, where she just took a header on the... Of course, she'd been drinking, so she took a header right to the, on, the, on the sidewalk. She falls when she's not drinking. I know, so they've just doubled it up when you're drinking. <laughs> so, she'll probably kill me for that, but oh well. She she knows. No, she won't, she won't remember. listen the whole time. Listen, <laughs> oh, she won't listen the whole time? She'll listen to the whole time, and yeah... But she she'll be all right. She'll be all right. She'll get over it. Yeah. You asked the question. I'm going to throw you under the bus. Why do you fuck? No. Well, you asked the question. Well, said, oh, we're here the funny part. Well, the funny part's the... No, hurt. I thought she threw up on you. No. No. I that was the funny part. No, she did throw up on me. I thought I remember that happened, but apparently I was mistaken. She, nah. She had a tendency to drink too much some and do that, but not on me. <laughs> Be driving down the cart road about sixty mile an hour and had to pull off. All right, get out and back in and go. All right, now you are digging yourself a hole. Ah, she'll get <laughs> hey, if you don't, don't do the crime if you don't want nobody to know about it. Oh, I know something we can talk about. You can kind of like what it like. How was automotive? How did how did that all happen? Because it technically wasn't a job. Automotive. Yeah, it was automotive. Was it? Oh. Trim covers. I, it was just more specific. I was looking that. for a job, and I got Technotrim was in the paper. It was in Maysville. I seen it in the newspaper. Hey, you, none of these online, all this crap that you have now. I clipping in the newspaper. I'm like, I really didn't want to go back to Maysville. I had no desire to go back to home at the time. But I'm like, I needed money. I needed a job, an actual real job besides counting flies, which we already talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what the fuck do you mean by counting flies? I told you the whole story. You missed it. Did you sleep through that part of the fucking interview or what? I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, so you know, I got the job. I went in, and it was funny because I went in. The guy that was there was two of us that was looking for the job. 
and I went to high school with the other guy. He was a year older than me, and he was like a freaking genius. He went to Moorhead and graduated. I went to UK. The general manager, when he interviewed me, who ended up, it was John Klein, who ended up being my mentor for a lot of years, he's like, I said, John, what made you pick me over Danny? And he said, you went to UK? He said, I'd heard of it. He said, didn't know what the fuck Moorhead State was. <laughs> that was the hot time I ended up getting the job. He said, I knew UK, and I figured you'd been to a big school, so he said, I figured you, you know, you'd handle the job better. And then uh, Magna, you know how I got to Magna? So about uh, four and a half years later, I was, mom and I had just got married um, in October. I wasn't. October 10th. You I wasn't. wasn't. I wasn't born yet, wasn't I? No, not even close. Wait, wait, when did you all get married? Huh? A year before you. A little bit over a year. Anyway. So we were we got married, and then there was a guy in California that I worked with. He got he had cancer, and he went in in, in October, and they cut him open. Uh, and so I went out to California. They asked, and he he they had him jacked up on morphine, right? And Bernie was a great guy; he's a lot of fun. But he um, they had him jacked up on morphine. He's it's like the middle of November. I hadn't been married a freaking month yet, right? He's in Stockton, California, and they're like, yeah, he's going to be back in a week. I said, and I was talking because I was asking about him, one of the corporate guys, and they're like, yeah, he's going to be back in a week. I said, guys, didn't they cut him from from his armpit down to his waist? They said, yeah, but he's talking. He's all good. And he was so jacked up on morphine, he's just telling me, yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm going to come back to work next week for closing. I'll be back. And it got to be the week before closing week, you know, for, for accounting that's big. And, and they're like, uh, and then they start drip, weaning him back off the morphine. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, they're like, what are we going to do? And he says, you know what? He goes, he goes, get Brian out there. He said, Brian can, he says, Brian's smart. He said, Brian knows computer, because they had everything and they ran everything on a sales spreadsheet. So he said, he said, get Brian out there. And he, he said, he can come out there. He can close books. So I went out there. It was just supposed to be for a week and closed the books and then it turned into forecasting so i was going two weeks out there then flying back on a red eye and staying a weekend and then flying back out um just you know i said i just got married we even went out to california over christmas time because and i told my wife if i'm going over christmas i said i gotta take my my wife and and daughter or you know it ain't yeah that ain't happening i said i I might get divorced in three months in two months (laughs) right it's already been bad enough because I've been gone so much, but um, yeah, and, and but when I was in about December time frame, right around the time, um, the Jim Mallon, who was a vice president with JCI, calls me. He says, "Hey, Kasky," he goes, "You know where Klein is?" And John Klein, who I've seen my mentor from Tetra, he went to Magna. He says, "I see." He says, "You know how to get a hold of him?" I said, "Yeah, I got his phone number." He said, "Call him." He says, give him my number and tell him I want him to come back to Johnson Controls. So I'm like, all right, cool. My, you know, Klein's going to come back to Johnson Controls. You know, they're just going to give me that. I was thinking, okay, he comes back. I'm going to have an instant offense, you know, shot to hit, you know, to go up the ladder, right? And so pick up the phone, call John. John calls Jim. Then John calls him back and says, hey, I'm not going to JCI, but I, I got a controller's position open in Kansas City at my plant. He said, come work for me. And I said, what's the pay? He told me, I said, hell yeah, I'm in, <laughs> right? And that's how I ended up in Kansas City. Fucking so you said this was in December, right? Yeah. 
December. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, okay. It doesn't add up. <laughs> Never mind. October the next year, Knucklehead, was when you were conceived. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. We're counting on our fucking fingers. <laughs> Hold on a second. All right. If you don't look no, at no, him no, and no, can't. No, 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 yeah. No. yeah, you were not. Y2K. Yeah, you were not a bun in the oven. Talk about Y2K. What do you want about Y2K? Uh, how you prevented your your computers from dying. Oh, yeah, you guys. I like that story. Oh. Um. So Y2K was huge, especially in automotive. I mean, everybody was freaking, freaking out over Y2K. Oh, my God, the world's coming to an end, you know, Y2K, Y2K. So, and I'm, ha- you know, I was working at Magna at the time, Ford Escape, the highest vehicle in the, in the world going on. I mean, it was number one in the United States. We, we were supposed to sell about 200,000. We were selling like 450,000 vehicles, Jesus. right? Seats. We were selling seats, right? And everybody's just wigging out over Y2K. Well, we were still running computers that were like from, like you had to have a squirrel in them to run. <laughs> so we had all the shipping, receiving system, stuff like that. We ain't gone to our new stuff yet because I just started there not too long before. So I was actually, part of my job was to get, to put in new systems. Even though I was a controller, I also did IT. So we're having all these, we're having to fill out all these forms and, and then, you know, all of a sudden, and so what we looked at, I had a really sharp guy working for me, Tucker, and, and we figured out that, you know, our PCs were so old that, you know, they were going to, they would lock up when you hit 2,000. But when the ours were so old, when they built them, they only put the last two digits in them, right? So all we did was we just, like, about a month before Y2K happened, we just took the because we didn't use them for anything we took the dates and ran them back to to 19,001 right so we had 99 years before 2000 again we did that like two months on a week and we just went in there and took about spent about 20 minutes ran everything back to 19,001 everything worked we just left it that's fucking common so you hey uh, yeah, you just so, run the computer so, back so, so i've said yeah we just ran the computer back we just changed the changed the log the date the, the start date on it to you know because you could go in and click and mm-hmm. change shit back so we went and changed shit back to 1901 i'm like well hell this computer you know we're going to change computers out and at least we were already working towards going to stuff that was y2k compliant so i'm like fuck it, just turn it back to 92 and we ain't gonna keep it another i said that's some bitch if that's some bitch is running in 100 years from now then that that's a hell of a piece of computer right <laughs> we were sitting there <laughs> we were all else's laughing. issue i mean <laughs> Yeah, we're just laughing about it, right? So then I get on this call with this, with this, with the, and it's like me, just a low-level, you know, a controller. And I want to call it to all these VPs and stuff from Ford, right? And they're starting to pry. They're like, oh, how do you know this? I said, guys, I said, I'm already, I said, my computers are fine. I said, I'm already running. I said, when January 1st gets here, I said, won't mean anything to me. I said, I'm going to shut my computers down on... December the 29th and I'm going to bring them back up on January the 2nd. I said that way if anything happens to any of the other like the electrical or anything we're good. And then this woman starts going well what are you going to do if the electric goes out? What are you going to do with this? And and, and it was like and, and we were down for the whole first week of the year because they were everybody was so paranoid about it they shut the plants down for like a week. Well we weren't coming up till the 7th and I'm like look I said Here's, but well, what happens if something does happen? She goes, I said, I got seven days. I said, we'll get it back up. She goes, well, you don't know what's going to happen with electric and this and that. And I said, look, I said, no, two things. I said, number one, I said, if the electric's out, 
I'm not going to be here anyway because I said, I'm going to be held up at the house with some guns keeping people out of my house from robbing me. <laughs> and I said, number two, well, what if you can't get the computers back up by January 7th? I said, well, even though we're already running in 2000 right now, I said, if I said, I'm not really worried about it. And she goes, well, why aren't you worried about it? I said, because if I can't, if me and Tuck can't get the computers up in five days, I said, we ain't going to have a job anyway, so we won't be our problem. <laughs> <laughs> and Crickets chirped. Well, that meeting's over with. Click. <laughs> Guess we're good. Yeah. I said, we won't care anyway. Guess we won't have a job. So, yeah, it was funny. I'm telling you, that woman reminds me of that woman uh, today. Fucking... You know what? That's just, those. they were, you know, they give them tasks and they, you know, that's, that was the probably, only probably, task. Probably. Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep books for a computer. I got a, you know, I'm in a JIT environment where we got... You know, a couple of hours before we shut the customer down. I'm trying to run a normal production, keep it up as an IT manager with with one guy of support or two guys of support, and that's it, right? We're trying to keep the normal stuff going, and she's asking me about something that I've already taken care of. So to me, I didn't really give a crap at that point because I already knew. I mean, we were already in. As far as our computer was concerned, it was it was nineteen thousand or nineteen oh one. I had ninety nine, you know, ninety eight more years before I had to worry about it on that computer. And I knew we were going to put in new server stuff anyway because we were starting to put fiber backbone stuff in. So, Yeah, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, Cricket chirped after that one. That, that woman you're talking about reminds me of the one we met today at Pete's Joint. Yeah, Clueless. <laughs> clueless. Yeah, we went, came up on a spot. This woman happens to hear this podcast. Um, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we, we came upon this parking lot, and it's like a, a one a one lane parking lot. And this <laughs> let's put it this way: It's June the fifteenth. If you were at the Post Bar Bar and down in downtown Louisville at about six thirty, and there were and there's a gray F one fifty in front of you, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck off. laughs> you can finish, Ben. But she she was trying to pull pull up behind us, and there's these two cars that was blocking that, and we were both like, I don't know if we're gonna fit through there, Chief. And we were both standing there looking at it like, huh, I wonder what we should do about this. And then I look behind us, and I'm like, oh fuck, there's a woman trying to get out, and she's just fucking sitting there like a fucking slug. That's, and I'm in reverse. Yeah, and we're, we're <laughs> actively backing up, and she is not fucking moving for nothing. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I gotta go out and get this fucking pizza. And so I hop out and go over and be like, hey, we can't fit through there. You should probably back up so we can go somewhere. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure you can fit through there. I saw an F-150 go through there. And I was like, oh, okay, because you drive an F-150 and know what big a fucking F-150 is. I was like, even if that was a Raptor, it fucking wouldn't fit, dummy. And so I was like, all right, I'll go tell my dad that if he should go on and try it, and then I'm going to go and get this fucking pizza. So I was like, hey, Dad, she said you should fucking try it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get the pizza now. And I just fucking walked off, and I was like, just left her to her own devices, the dummy she is. And I was like, all right, bye. And then the, my dad hollered at one of the waitresses and had the fucking guy walk out to be like, man, I can't believe this dummy couldn't get his car through. Even though there's like a fucking maybe... Ten you could, feet of space to go through, maybe. I wasn't even that. The, no, it, was it was smaller than the width of the truck. Yeah. And the guys look at it. I'm like, dude, the truck won't fit through there. I said, how about this? I got a great idea. Take your little shitty white Ford Focus and pull it up to the freaking parking block where you're supposed to be, and then there'll be an extra three feet so that 
you could drive a semi through there at this point. Yeah, no, that was the problem is the dude didn't pull up far yeah. enough to the to the thing that you're supposed to. There was a Crown Vic on one side, and he parks like four feet off of the front parking block. Yeah. So uh, there's like okay. enough room for like, you know, a very small like anything that was a considered like a smaller car or something like that or real small, but anything that had any size honest. through it. To it was not going to fit through there. It just didn't pull all the Trust way. Trust me, space, I pulled up there. Like, I was giving it a shot because I was going to roll through there, even if it's about four inches on. Yeah, because it just had a similar predicament with a Mustang yeah. at the tire shop. Yeah, and we did fit through that. That's stupid. People might be mad. All right, so we Y two J'd it. Fucking ass. Break in the walls. Jericho. What was Argentina and Mexico like? Um, you know, I went to Mexico. I'll start with Mexico. I spent a lot more time in Mexico. Um, Mexico was, uh, I, I didn't go to, like, you know, when people, you know, when I said, hey, I gotta go to Mexico, everybody's like, dude, that's awesome. You get to go to Mexico. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to Cabo. I'm going to, you know, these towns where they manufacture, which nothing wrong. The towns were nice towns, you know, but I mean, it was Mexico. Um, Difficult because I don't, you know, I could read a little bit of Spanish, but I don't really speak it. But the guys I dealt with were, and I'll tell you, the people were great. The food was phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I spent time in Monterey. I spent time in Satillo, um, Sabinas, and Acuna. Usually when I was in Acuna, I stayed in Del Rio and drove across where Lake Amistad is. Big fishing lake, you know, big tournament. Um but the people were great. I mean, all the people I dealt with were, were top-notch people. You you couldn't ask me. Food was fabulous. They always took me to places where, that were, you know, top-of-the-line food. Salt, you can't get, I mean, authentic Mexican food out of this world. I got a couple of guys, you know, that work work for me now, Augustine and Miguel, and they and we talk about it all the time. I'm like, man, I'm like, you just can't get good, good Mexican food in, in the States. And, you know... Like, I tell you, that I've got some salsa at Poppy's last weekend. Oh, it's probably the closest I've had. It's authentic. But I tell you, it's hard to get good Mexican food. But I enjoyed my time there. Mexico's kind of unique um, because, you know, you have the, the resort areas. You have the smaller areas. And I actually went down to uh, Mexico City and went outside of Mexico T- City to a small town. Mexico City. <laughs> yeah, to a small town. Mexico City was rough. The pollution just, you, like the plane, just burnt your eyes. It was, yes. It, it's it really was bad. highest in the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's bad. Yeah. That, and I mean, it's not, it's just that it is what it is. It just, you get all in the plane and your eyes just burn. And it's, the airport is so big that you deboard the plane onto, they have a a, 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 a a truck with a little, that looks like with an air, with a, like a um, subway car on it, backs up to the plane and you board onto that and then they take you to the terminal and that's how you get back they take you back and forth so you don't actually pull the plane up to the we didn't pull our plane did not pull up to the to the to the airport it i we actually rode a bus across you know, that's yeah yeah it's kind of different then this was a long time I mean, you're talking 30 years ago um but that's no like I, it was when i was there um but yeah sabinas i had some great guys at sabinas i remember it was one day i was, it was in sabinas and and um and there's a bunch of guys we were just sitting there and they're like and when you go into Mexico, you have to stop at the border. You know, besides stopping at the border and showing your passport, but going to Mexico because I, I would get a thirty-day work visa. It was like I don't know, fifteen bucks or something like that. And you, but you had to go in and get it, and they'd stamp it. You had to have it with you. 
Because if you didn't have it with you and you went to a, and you were at the company and they came and checked, then um, you know it was like their or INS, right? You know, or IMS, whatever you call. Um, they you get fined, you could get put in jail. They could find the company that you're at. I mean, they you you don't know what was going to happen. Right? So it's one morning. I've been there like two hours. I'd stayed the night before in the hotel. <laughs> and uh, sitting there and all of a sudden, and then here comes Renee. Renee runs here, Brian, Brian. So what he goes, he goes, the, the government's here. He says, you know, the immigration's here. I'm like, okay, hold on. So here I am, I'm like, ah, shit. I'm rifling through all my stuff trying to find this little white piece of paper that they'd stamped, right? So I come walking out and I got my passport and I got my little white piece of paper. And, and then here's all these guys standing there and they're like, now nah, we're just messing with you. We were just going to tell you they were here to to, to make you an honorary Mexican citizen because you've been here so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I love these guys. Those guys were a lot of fun. Oh, they were great guys. I mean, I worked in Acuna one time. We were launching, and I was on my way home, and, and we was in Brackenville, Texas, and Bisson calls me and says, "Where you at?" I said, "Brackenville, Texas." He said. Turn around. We're flying airplanes. I need you to go back to Acuna and try to get us out of airplanes. We're flying for a day. I just left Acuna like an hour earlier. That was like an hour away. So I turned around. And that began me. I stopped at the hotel, checked back in. The guy, the lady was like, well, you've been gone a long time. What has it been, 10 minutes? I said, well, about 30, right? Um, Armando picks me up, takes me across. And we were, we. I would go into Acuna at, at 5 o'clock in the morning and I'd get back to the hotel at 3 o'clock and the 10 minutes before we stopped at Whataburger every time we crossed because it was 3 o'clock in the morning we were freaking starving and I'd go sleep for an hour me and he, and he would go back to his house because he lived in Del Rio pick me up the next morning and I was walking through and we did this for like two weeks straight and I was walking through the girl started hand, handing two bags, you know, the Hampton, we were at the Hampton Inn with a banana and some muffins in it. said, here, here's your breakfast, right? She would make them for us because she knew that we were going to be leaving. We'd only be there for like, I was then he'd pull up and I'd walk out and she'd hand me two bags, two bags. That's awesome. So, and we did that. I did that for about two weeks. That first weekend we got out of, uh, we did get out of airplanes in case you were wondering. But You were married during all this, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So how was it like dealing with that? Because like, I mean, like y'all were, not fr like y'all were pretty freshly married at that time. No, cry. back then in Magna, no, I wasn't. Oh, I've thought... been in for a I'm long sorry. time. That was Magna. Okay, yeah. you said thirty years ago. So I was like, that's, that's why I was like, no, it wasn't thirty years ago. It was like twenty-five. That's why I started going to Mexico. Okay. I did a little bit with with Technotrim, but most of the time I went was. We were supposed to go to a Detroit Tigers game one year, and I was like, actually, I gotta go to Argentina again, and I was just oh, like, God, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, tell I you. need to go to the Tigers yeah. game where they're going to fucking lose. They fucking I want to see the big whale. I want to see the fucking lose. Yeah. Yeah. Tigers so. Wow. You know what? Yeah, you know, Argentina was its own place. It was kind of interesting, too. Um, but, you know, we went down there. I remember to go to Argentina. This was my day. Sunday, I get up. Get in the car at 12 o'clock, drive to the Detroit Metro, get on a plane, fly to, to Atlanta, Georgia, sit there for about five hours until 11 o'clock at night, and then I'd get on my next plane that flew all night to Argentina. 
Landed in Buenos Aires. I'm not done yet. I went to Buenos <laughs> Aires at 6 in the morning, 6, 6.30 in the morning. Get off the plane, start customs. Customs there was insane. No less, the fastest I ever got through customs in Buenos Aires was two and a half hours. Oh, my Damn. God. And there would be a guy standing there with a sign that had Caskey on it. <laughs> so I'd be like, that's me. So I'd go with him, with my, and all I had was carry-on. I mean, I didn't even pack a bag I had a backpack and a pull behind because I wanted to be as quick as possible, right? Because I knew what it was like. I'm like, screw it. I'll just wash some clothes while I'm there instead of having to wait even longer. So we get in the car. And because at the Buenos Aires main airport, they only flew to Cordoba, Argentina one time a week. And that was on Wednesdays. I was there on Sunday. So we would drive all the way across town whether it was Sunday or Monday. And by this time, it was Monday, right? So we'd drive all across town through traffic. That's another hour and a half. And if you didn't make it to the, the local airport in a set amount of time, you were stuck there for another three hours. You had about 10 minutes to play with if you got hung up. And then you'd fly the extra hour and a half over, hour, hour and a half over to Cordova. And then when I got there, the transporter de Argentina picked me up to take me to the hotel. And he was the most awesome dude of all time. We, we actually called him the transporter de Argentina. He was, his name was Gustavo. He was a big guy. You know, look, you know, look like Jason Statham on steroids. <laughs> Shaved, bald head, but he always wore a swear. He had the big old mirrored glasses. And we were like, dude, this guy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I, Gabriel Pena from Sabinus was always with me. And we he takes us down. And that dude knew every road in the entire town because he used to be a bus driver. And it was like, man, you'd hit traffic and he'd be off this way. And, and the first time I went down there, I was down there, it was like one of the first times I went down there. I went there on Sunday night by myself, right? So language barrier is this wide, right? There's no, I, I, I spoke almost no Spanish and he spoke no English about anything. So, I get there. It's Sunday. Of course, I've been up all night, right? Maybe slept a little bit on the plane, but not much. I, I'm tired as heck, right? And he's taking me to the hotel, and it's like a holiday, and there's nobody out anywhere. And I'm like, okay. So, we're driving down the road, and he says, he look, gives me a, do you want something to eat? I'm like, yeah. So, we pull off this little mom, this little grandma's roadside stand, and we go up, and I, you know, and, you know, I get a sandwich they, she didn't have anything cooked it was just sandwiches chips and a, and a pop right so I bought his you know just being a nice guy I'm like yeah and, and the funny thing was is typically when you go and have a driver you sit in the back seat mm -hmm. not me Front passenger seat. seat baby right beside him I didn't no matter who I always rode the passenger seat so you know and Unless there was a couple of us, and then I, you know, we did, you know, if you're two people, you get in the back, but normally if it's Padre Street, I'd sit Padre Street. And I bought him his lunch, lunch that day. I mean, we were tight from then on. He <laughs> gave me his card, so if you ever need, you know, basically gave me, uh, need something, call me, I'll come get you and take you where you want to go. But he was awesome. And I mean, he had the look. And I remember, so we fly into Argentina one time. This is kind of funny. And, I'm on the plane. It was the last time I went. I was actually working here in Louisville. And there's like a vice president. There's all these high-level guys going in. And they asked me to go down and run some pricing and stuff for them. And I was actually working here. We were launching the plant. But they asked me to go down for two weeks. And I said, I'll go down. 
well, like I had a choice. I'd flown to Michigan to turn around to find out that I had to turn around and fly back. So I flew from Louisville to Michigan, and the very next morning I flew back to, to Atlanta. I'm like, why in the hell didn't you just let me go to Atlanta? Well, we were going to have a meeting. I'm like, yeah, but I could have had the meeting on the phone and just flew straight to Atlanta and actually had an extra night at home. But So we get down there, and everybody's piling out of the, out, off the airplane. And I come walking up, and like they've got this van rented. I come walking up and and you know I exchange you know get some Argentine money and everybody else is piling in the van and there and Gustavo like <laughs> I walk over and get in the car with him and we take off so we take off and everybody else is in the van and I was like I thought the van was full so I just waved at him as we took off and we took, vice president everybody's in the van riding in this little cooped up van I'm in the air conditioned <laughs> we're just rolling down the road. I get to the hotel like I'm checked in went to my room took a shower come back down there just getting to the hotel <laughs> oh, they were so pissed and I'm like hey that's what we will be to say Gustavo's the hookup oh Gustavo he was the hookup he said anything you need but problem was is he would have got you anything you needed but, but uh, <laughs> yeah he was he was tied he was like he actually invited us to his birthday party I'm like dude no I'm like I'm not <laughs> I'm gonna end up tied to yeah no we love you Gabriel are like no we ain't going there but, I have a question about like so like Maya had a friend that he was in Mexico and he made the mistake of brushing his teeth with the water down there and he got the shits for like three days. Did you ever make that? You said you took a shower there. Did you ever make the mistake of getting a <laughs> negative ghost driver? Okay. The pattern was full. Um, the only time I've ever got sick, and it was John Klein's fault, is we went to, as a group, we went to Honduras and we were diving. We went on vacation and we were diving down there with the group, dive group that I went from here, from Maysville area. We went down there, we went to Honduras, we were diving, and I was dying of thirst, right? And I ne everything was bottled water, or I drank a Coke or something like that, Pepsi or Coke, something out of a bottle. He has a bottle of water. He has a second bottle of water. He says, here. I said, man, I'm dying of thirst. So I take a, I drank the whole freaking thing down. And I'm and about 20 minutes later, I look over, and here he is with the freaking bottle of water filling up out of a, out of a freaking, the, 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 the local. I'm like, Dude, you didn't just fucking give me water out of that. Where'd you get the water you gave me? He was, well, I just filled it up over there. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. Uh, that freaking within 24 hours, I was sick as a dog. Fuck. <laughs> well, he paid for it. Though he paid for it to hard way because he got sick too. I was gonna but, say, yeah, he yeah, had to self-sabotage. But, but the we we had these we had these little uh, these little cabins and. Of course, you don't know when you go what you're going to end up with, right? So we had we had four cabins. There was eight. There was eight of us there. We had four cabins, two to a cabin, right? Well, the bathrooms had saloon doors on them. Oh God. Oh yeah, but I tell you, it was, he had a rough way to go that week, <laughs> man. For about 24 hours, she was rough. So so yeah, he paid for it in blood with that one. <laughs> oh man, it was bad. He it choked the buzzard down there. I'm sure that night. No shit. I mean, uh, like, I, was, I was like my dad's shits could definitely like I mean it make a donkey gag, yeah, dude. Like I, I can't imagine fucking having like he's choking the buzzards with that mother. Yeah, dude. He's not one to scoff at. Oh yeah, uh, I mean I've been. I've had to pee after him before, and I I had to hey. fucking close my my sinus. Our bathroom well. doesn't have an auxiliary <laughs> fan, and I'll drop some. Life's rough, baby. That's how it goes. But, um, the courtesy smells. Speaking of Tim, I was just wanting to see like reflected on your friendship with him and whatnot. 
Uh, Tim was one of my favorite people in the world. I mean, I, I, and you probably don't know this. I mean, I know for those who don't, who who just jump on this podcast and go, then haven't been on any of the other ones. Tim is Dylan's, is yeah, Dylan's that's, that's dad. dad. So, um, you know, I met Tim through Dylan and Ben, of course. But um, yeah, I, there's nobody funnier than Tim. We we used to we had some some of the best times there. We had some of the best times ever. But you probably don't know this, but I, and maybe you do, but when you know when you guys were high school you know first started college and stuff you know until he passes do you realize that out of a seven day week six to seven days i talked to your dad on the phone for at least 30 to 40 minutes every day that's awesome that's normally we'd be i would be when i when i left work from magna over in shepherdsville i would call tim and tim and i would talk from the time i got out until i got home Every day. I was there for some of it. Every day. Nonstop. He'd be driving from Detroit. We'd talk. If he, no matter where he was at in the world, me and him talked every day almost. Yeah. Yeah, just about just, hey, sometimes it was just horse shit. Sometimes it was funny. Of course, we'd go places, stuff like that. And I tell you, it is Father's Day, so I'm going to, I got to tell you the Father's Day story. And I know you guys have heard it, but... You can't have fa- I cannot have a Father's <laughs> Day. <laughs> it just clicked. <laughs> I cannot have I cannot have live Father's Day without the the Father's Day with with Tim. So let me give you the background. I don't know if we got do we got enough time for it, Dylan? Or as much time yeah. as you want, brother. Okay, this is this is one of my. I, there's if you take my top three Father's Days ever, you know. The one the the first ones are paired are tied, and that's with my first ones with kids, right? You know Ben's first one, Lexifer, right? That that's your first one, but then the number number I guess three or two or whatever you call it was was Bishop Doolahan football camp with Tim. That's the greatest Father's Day as far as non you know true family, right? Kids kid Father's Day, so. You got to do a little setup here. So these boys were were in football together, and Tim goes, Tim, sophomore year, Tim goes, Bishop Doolahan, offensive lineman camp. The boys go, they're going to be badass when they come back. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, we're all in, baby. We're going. Greencastle, Indiana. I go to my boss. I'm like, Steve, see what? I said, I got to have Friday off. He says, all right, what's going on? He said, I said, Bishop Doolahan offensive lineman camp. And Steve, Benner's going to lineman camp? I said, yeah, Benner's going to lineman. He always called you Benner. What? <laughs> Alderson always okay. called you. It was always Benner. <laughs> you were never Ben for Alderson. You were Benner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Benner's going to lineman camp. I said, Benner's going to lineman camp. He context. says, well, hell, you got to go. I said, I know I'm going. <laughs> so we get up. So the whole theory was is, you know, we wanted to go up the night before. It started on Saturday, I think, or something like that. Or maybe it started, whatever day it started, we went the night before. Because we wanted to make sure the guys, were, kids were fresh when they got there. So we were going to stay all night. So we go up there, and I'm not going to go. We, we passed through some nice Amish villies, but that, that's a story for Ben with his Amish and horse thing. Um, your Amish and horses? I, that's, that's, Are you your, talking about Yes, when you were freaking out because we were driving by Amish wagons up through there. No, I, I, I got a different But, thing. yeah, that's, yeah, so that's yours. So, <laughs> good Lord, cat. So, we're, we decide we're going to go up there and um, we're going to go up there and take the boys up. We get there the day early, drop them off, 
everything's good. Didn't realize at the time it's Father's Day weekend. So back Tim and I go. We're headed back. I mean, this is what, a four-hour drive, guys? Probably yeah. Four or five-hour drive. Yeah. It was a haul. So we're on our way back. First thing, t- Tim and I are like, let's get something to eat. So we stop at this place, and uh, we stop at this barbecue restaurant. I got a picture. You've seen it of Tim pointing, flexing, pointing at the, at the barbecue restaurant sign out in front of which was pretty damn funny. We get in. We eat barbecue. And they said, do you want any dessert? And they had banana pudding. And Tim had, I literally reaches over and says, hold on a second. He says, bring me one. And pumps up his diabetes thing, just <laughs> insulin, just so he can have the, the banana pudding. Which is just a riot to me at that point, because that's just how Tim was. And I said, so I just laughed all the way through. And then we come back, and we get back. So Sunday morning, we got to come get him, and it's Father's Day. And I get in the truck. You know, we're going to leave early. So I get in the truck and I'm like, okay, we're gonna run over to, um, gonna run up and get him. I go, I'm Tim. I'll come pick you up because it's on the way. So I, I'm called Tim. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call him. So I called Tim. I've been up, had a shower in the truck. Huh? I'm like, Tim, are you up? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm on my way. I'll be there in a little bit. All right, door will be unlocked. Just come on in. I'm gonna take a shower real quick. All right, so. Tim, I go pick Tim up, and it's at this time it's probably about eight o'clock in the morning or so. I think y'all got out around noon. Yeah, something like that. Something around there. You had to pick you up or something. So it's probably somewhere between seven and eight o'clock. So we're headed over towards Brandenburg, and Brandenburg's a little small town, not too far from E Town, and we're heading over to Brandenburg. And of course, early in the morning, I haven't had breakfast. He hadn't had breakfast. I just figured we'd stop and get something. I said, "Hey, dude." I said, "Dairy Queen, good with it?" He goes, "Oh yeah." He said, "Sounds good." So. We get and drive through, and it's Sunday morning, so we're about six cars deep, and we're slowly working our way through the line. Tim, as always, is either looking, he's either on Facebook Marketplace or some other junk marketplace site, and he's in Facebook. He rotated through them all, and he's sitting there just hard as he can go. He looks like a 12-year-old on his phone. And he's like, dude, this is awesome. So Ben sent, does this Father's Day thing. I wish if we had camera, you could see it. Does this Father's Day thing. has me, my dad, and he has this really nice um, verbiage on it. Ben, do you have it there? Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to paper. Yeah, so so there's some nice verbiage talking about this nice stuff. And, I, and, and I'm like, well, at least we know they're out of bed. Tim's like, yeah, this is really nice. He said, check it out. And, we're, and, we're, and this girl comes on, and she goes, can I take your order? And I know she's got to be about 15 years old because of the high-pitched voice, right? And I'm like, Tim, what do you want? He goes, uh, he goes, I don't just get me anything. It's whatever you're getting. I said, all right. And he's like, isn't that cool? He's even, he's sitting there talking about it. And then all of a sudden, and she's like, and I'm like, yeah, I'd like, uh, give me two, number three. What the fuck, Dylan? What the, look at this fucking shit. <laughs> so... You know, Ben posts this picture of me on one side, my dad on the other side. For Dylan, pit takes and puts a picture, and you got to understand. I guess if you probably you nobody here has seen a picture of Tim, so let me describe Tim, and then you will get the whole story. I kind of probably should have done led with that. So Tim is, if you it, it is short, not too short, probably my height. You know, five, five foot. He was five foot eight. He was five eight, so he's about three inches yeah. shorter than me. And kind of heavy set, and he's his nationality. He's half. He's uh, half Korean, Korean, half native, half yeah. like half white. Like yeah, yeah. He's three. He's thirty-three to third, baby. That's yeah. what it is. So he was he was yeah. Korean. That's three quarters. Half Korean, <laughs> quarter white, quarter native. <laughs> yeah, okay. You mean thirds? And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
So there, we're having a little problem go. here with math, but, but that's way, okay. That's Bethlehem math. You're Asian. What the fuck? He was half Korean. Yeah. No, I'm talking about you now. Quarter native. <laughs> Quarter white. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he... Yeah. Um, so so anyway, so if you really looked at... If, if anybody's ever seen Goldfinger, he was odd job from Goldfinger. He kind of looked like if you put him in the hat and stuff. So, <laughs> so Dylan... Post this picture, and I again, I can't go. I gotta be. I can't be too PC because you you have to understand Tim's mentality here. After he's just yelled at me with the fifteen year old girl in my ear, what the fuck, Dylan? And Dylan takes the picture. And back then, Entourage was new. Was it was the hot show on? And Ari's assistant was a. He was my dad. Pretty close loved to, Entourage, and he had a gay Korean assistant. Yes, and I knew my dad loved, loved Entourage, but, but did not put two and two that he was posting a picture of a gay Korean as his dad for Father's Day. So, at this point, Tim has is at this point is cussing. To make that, to make the dad from a Christmas story blush. What the fuck? What the fuck is he thinking? I mean, it's just constant, right? So I'm pulling up to the drive-through. Here's this 15-year-old girl whose face is just red as a beet, and Tim has still not even slowed down. What the? What the fuck? Oh, Ben Post is really nice, fucking post of all you guys, but oh no, Dylan's got to give me the gay guy from Entourage. That's and I mean. I'm just freaking in tears at this point. And I mean, he is so pissed. So, this poor girl, I felt bad for because she had got a full education of every four-letter word in the entire language. I think he, at one point, he may have actually called Dylan a milk cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not for sure, but there wasn't much he didn't call Dylan. I think I remember that. So like, we, we were oh, and we got him on the phone, and yeah. we got him on speakerphone, yeah. and he's just rattling. God damn it, Dylan, what the fuck? Take that fucking shit down. What the fuck? Dylan wouldn't take it down. Tim's cussing him for like... So we finally get out of the drive through at Dairy Queen, and for the next four hours, I've got to hear Tim cuss Dylan about leaving that put picture up, and Dylan refused to take it down. And he's like, what the... I'm going to fucking kill him when I get up there. You better... He says, the Ben's out here. Oh, your dad's just great. I've got the greatest dad in the world. He goes, I'm the gay guy from Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was freaking... To this day, I, I don't know that I've ever left much harder than that, but my God, it was funny. That is probably my favorite Father's Day story in the world, and I gotta thank Dylan for it because if he wouldn't have dropped the gay guy from Entourage on her, on Tim, I would have never. But I'll tell you, you cannot. He was so pissed that Tim was, and I mean, like I say, we pull up and there's this 15 year old girl. I'm thinking, okay, Tim's gonna be quiet. Oh no. He's just cussing right at the top of his lung. He was once he got there, he was there for the entire trip up there. <laughs> if you didn't, oh my dude, god, it was he, funny. Once he got on ten, he was on fucking yeah, ten. Were you yeah, ever like, present for any of his fucking road rage incidents? No, you guys okay, had the road yeah, rage. I right. missed. I didn't have Fun any road rage. Fun story with <laughs> my dad. Yeah, first time Ben ever came over to my house. My dad. We're on a, we're on uh, Dixie Highway, and uh, so it's it's like kind of a it's a two lane road. It's kind of tight, and uh, like 
while we're going down, a bunch of these little, uh, like the uh, little Fast and Furious Asian cars go by, yeah. sounding like lawnmowers. All right, and my dad hated them. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why he took everything so fucking personal. If it wasn't a and diesel, it wasn't good. Yeah, diesel if it wasn't up. diesel, he said, "Go fuck yourself." And he uh, fucking hated them. And they, they basically they were weaving through traffic, cut people off, cut him off at one point in the truck, and so he took that very personally and so he got in the emergency lane and drove beside these guys the whole fucking way with him his girlfriend and me and ben in the back and we we're all of 15 and no, dude i think i was in the front seat maybe yeah maybe so yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah she was in the back the with me seat. holy shit all right so his girlfriend's in the back seat with me <laughs> ben's in the front the seat because i was tall yeah <laughs> and fucking all right so like he's driving beside these cars fucking freaking out pissed off to the max screaming at these people and i said please god don't let it fucking go to a red light and we're rolling up on this light and of course motherfucker goes red and he throws the truck in park fucking jumps out and is screaming at this motherfucker getting in front of his car just screaming and the guy gets out of his car and pops his trunk and i immediately was like dad get the fuck in the truck get the fuck in the truck like and it's like just see like because i i mean i know what pop the trunk means and uh, like he comes back to the truck and thank god he took his gun out to fucking to clean it and there was no gun and that other guy grabbed his shotgun and he pulls it on my dad and my dad is a fucking five foot eight rage machine and <laughs> the guy pulled the gun on my dad and is sitting there pointing at him he's like fuck you do it you do it you pussy and, and, and the guy can't he start you hear like clicks and clicks and it's the guy he didn't on a on a shotgun to load your first shell you have to cl a click a release yeah. the guy didn't realize that and he's and my dad hears it and he goes oh do you want me to teach you how to fucking load it give me the fucking is <laughs> going off the whole fucking time and the thank god the guy's girlfriend fucking got out pushed him back in and like just fucking pushed him back in the car and everything came to an end but it was so and all during all of that my phone was on was on the the uh bluetooth uh speakers over the the and my, out of all songs to come on, it was on shuffle. Burn, motherfucker, by Five Finger Death Punch happened to come on in the middle of this fucking rage. So in the middle of it all, he's got a fucking soundtrack going for him. And it was his favorite fucking song to rage to. Oh, my fuck. It was just so cosmically un fucking silly. It was so bad. I was so uh, Ben's gonna fucking I mean he's seen the craziest fucking shit. <laughs> How crazy my family is. It, like that's my dad. My mom got a stripped of our fucking middle school uh, basketball jerseys because we were in a summer league and a lady walked up to her and she was pregnant at the time and the lady got too close and my mom just throat punched her with no questions asked <laughs> like that's the family I come from like these, <laughs> these two people are fucking rage monsters <laughs> yeah so yeah my I don't know my sense of humor is a little off so I thought like Father's Day good idea let me be funny and put this fucking <laughs> picture of this show that he loves put the gay guy from Entourage. Didn't think about it. Oh, yeah, it's the gay guy from Entourage. Just thought about, oh, it's the Korean guy. Thought it was a funny Korean joke. And all he could stay on was, oh, you gotta get that guy? There's other fucking Koreans! There's the guy from Goldfinger, you fucking idiot! Like, yeah. Oh, it was, it was a freaking riot, man. 
That was so funny. <laughs> Him cussing Dylan. You know what? It made it better. Dairy Queen drive through with the 15-year-old girl. She, her face is ready to be, and Tim is just, that motherfucker, I'm going to kill that little fucker when I get up there. We stopped at like a, a pizza place, too, on Indiana University's, yeah, Indiana University's campus. That was, it was, that was delicious. Sick. That was good. But he could, wouldn't, the he whole time. He did calm down we when we got him ate, food. Yeah, thank God we got him food, and he calmed down a little bit. But he still, any chance he got to bring it back up, and that little rage would come back, and that little rage would come back, he's just, he's fucking idiot. Gosh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one is when he made us miss in the beginning a lot out of the life because he had to take a fucking 30 minute shit at Walgreens. Oh, so fucking bad, dude. <laughs> he was like, I got a shit real quick. I was like, can you better fucking hurry yeah. up because I want to see that first fan. It was Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. yeah, we were trying to see. They were brand new at yeah. the time. Oh, that's that, was funny. First, that was when they were first fucking started and Tim was like, I can't shit in the porta potty, guys. I was like, they start at fucking 1.30, Tim. We gotta be there at 1.30. Fucking 2 o'clock rolls around. The fucking Walgreens parking lot waiting for Tim to get done shitting. We get there at like the very last end of the song. Yeah, the end of the last. It was like, we made it, boys. And they're like, all right, it's time for Kajira. And I'm like, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. That... And then there was another a fucking uh, road rage story after Louder Than Life on our way back after seeing... Was that was that Louder Than Life or was that Corn? No, it was think... Louder Than Life. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I think it was Louder Than Life. It might have been Corn. It was whenever you had the, the, not, the not the truck, but the Yukon. The, the Yukon, yeah. yeah. I think that was Corn. We go to... We went no, to... No, the Yukon. That was the one that had, like, there wasn't a truck, right? Yeah, yeah that was Corn. Yeah. Because it was, like, 2 or 3 a.m. when this happened. Yeah, we're on the way back. We went to go see them in Noblesville, Indiana. Great venue. Shout out. But... Fucking yeah! On the way back, Dude, I was fucking asleep. I was dead ass asleep, <laughs> was like, and just woke up to fucking room. <laughs> and it was a, a fucking motorcycle, a crotch rocket had passed us. And once again, one of those things he just had this ungodly hatred for for no reason. <laughs> he had a Ducati. That's the thing. He had a Ducati before I was born. He had one of those fucking things, and he just took everything so fucking personally. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was horrifying. I was riding in the front seat yet again, and Dylan was asleep, and I saw the Ducati, or not, well, it probably wasn't a Ducati, I don't fucking know, it was a motorcycle that was fast, and Tim was like, that motherfucker is fucking 2 a.m., you're driving a goddamn motorcycle 200 miles, Ugh! he slams on the fucking gas, and I think we get up to like 1.30 at like 3 a.m. on the fucking I-65, and I'm just like, Tim, Tim, slow down, I'm scared, calm down. I'm frightened, Tim. We're gonna die. Dude, dude was like, Dad, <laughs> Dad, <laughs> woke up out of my stupor at that. Yeah, Dad, Ben's never gonna come over. He fucking hates this. <laughs> and then we went to Denny's, and it was everything was fine. Yeah. He calmed down. Like, you hey, know what? I could use yeah, always a, the guy. If you can get Tim to eat, then he's fine. It calms him down. Yeah. Yeah. The guy was being a fucking asshole. Like no, he, he was, he, was sure. he would pull in front of cars, then slow down, and he would sit like sideways on his bike, slow down to like twenty miles an hour, uh. make it to where you couldn't pass him because he'd just keep weaving oh, between the lanes. And so like, yeah, like he made it to where you couldn't pass him, and then he would just fucking take off. And my dad take everything so fucking personally, and is <laughs> so dad, fucking dude. bad. <laughs> holy <laughs> shit! What he take? He dude, would never take anything. Holy personally. shit! Only one time in my life have I ever diffused that mother. 
motherfucker. And it, Ben watched it happen. Was because it on the fucking when we went to go get that car? We were going to pick something mm-hmm. up. And like a friend of ours, like we were supposed to go to a, a, one friend of ours. We ended up not going to that friend's. So we went to another place. And I just hadn't thought to tell my dad, hey, change of plans. Because I wasn't fucking home. I was gonna, either way, I was somewhere cool. I didn't do drugs in high school. I barely fucking drank. Like, I, like, I was a good kid. This dude, I mean, I got a call and he's like, You fucking disrespect me! Fucking oh, don't yeah. tell me where the fuck you're going! And I was, whoa, 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 what? And like, he's like, I know you're fucking going here. I didn't fucking, uh-huh. you told me you were going here. And I was like, hey, there was no disrespect fucking like meant by this. I, I just stayed so calm. And yeah, like I have such a hair trigger and I don't know, like I thank God that time, like I was just I just kept a fucking just hey, that was not disrespect. I just was trying to fucking take care of things on my own. Didn't know it was a problem. Now you know. Sorry. And we'll move past this. And he was like Alright. <laughs> 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 Alright. I'm okay. But that only and that happened one other time. Fucking he um he asked me if I took out the trash in my room and I had taken out one trash and not the other. And as I was walking out he mentioned that other one and I was like yeah, sure, I took it out. And I was just going to get it later because like, I was like, fuck, I'm already down the stairs. And he goes in my room. I hear him stomping off. And I was like, ah, fuck, that's where he's going. So I just go, put the trash in the garbage can, come back in. And he's like, you fucking lied to me. And I go, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> he just, he goes, ah. <laughs> He wasn't ready for the straight answer. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was not ready for that. I just, fucking, I just, oh, I just handed him my phone. He took it and I just fucking went and sat down. And yeah. was like, all right, well, come eat dinner. And fucking, <laughs> 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 that, was, that was the fucking only time. I just defused that bomb. I'm confused. I didn't know what to do. I, I realized, like, if you just fucking straight up just tell people, yeah, I fucking lied. You should have been so bad. Yeah. So you admit. <laughs> you understand. I did it in high school too. I fucking whenever we had a guy, he threw a water. Uh, he asked me for my water bottle. A guy in our class oh. asked me for a water bottle. He fucking takes it from me, throws it against the backboard of our fucking <laughs> high school uh, basketball goal, and it just splattered fucking everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the bell rang right then, so everybody just dashed. And like, I was like, oh, shit. And including the guy that threw it. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, And nobody was going to clean it up. I didn't feel like dealing with it, so I was like, fuck it, whatever. And I just went to our gym teacher and was like, yo, I dropped my water bottle. I need a towel. And so I get a couple towels, clean it up. And then he like comes in there, and he comes in there, sees me cleaning it up. He's like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I go to class and come back. And then, like, in the middle of my next class, he just comes in there and, like, pulls me out. And he's, like, gets in my face. And he's, like, a five foot six, just straight mustache-looking pedophile motherfucker. But uh, he, uh, I just don't dig mustaches only. But um, he just gets in my face and is, like, did you lie to me? Uh, Yes. And then he just immediately did the same thing and just fucking... And just walked away, and I was like, I took care of the issue, and he was, and just fucking walked away, and nothing happened. Yeah, once again, nothing happened. We ran some more in gym that week, but I mean, we had fucking gym class anyway. Who gave a shit? I was in shape, so it wasn't my issue. (laughs) I don't know. I had a different teacher, so I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you had the easy teacher. Yeah, the fun one. We just watched movies all day. Do you remember? 
Dylan, you missed this. I don't know where you're at, but you missed the Rousey fight when Rousey first came no, he back. No, he wasn't there. At Hooters? I don't know. No, no we, was we, we, Keith came over. Okay, no. And yeah, Tim. Right there, were you? <laughs> and, and Ben and I, Tim invited us over to, to watch the Rousey. It was, I can't remember. It was Rousey versus Amanda <coughs> Nunes, I think. Yes, yeah. So we come over there, yeah. and Keith comes over. It's the next door neighbor. It was just funny as heck anyway. So Ben and I have absolutely no skin in the game on this fight. We watch all this UFC, but we're sitting there just eating. Because we brought, we all got some food. We were, I don't remember what. We were just eating and just, Ben and I were just kind of there, right? Watching the fight because Tim invited us over. And so, gets time for the Rousey fight. And here's him and Keith. Would you fucking look at her? She's, she got, is, she's got the eye of the tiger, baby. She's, she's she gonna, been like this since before. Look how good she looks, time. man. She is fired up. Look at that. She is toned. She's ready. Look at her. Look at her eye, man. She's going to. They're, they're both just, she's going to kill her. She's going to 45 seconds into the fight, she's tapped out. And Ben and her, and they're just like, crickets chirping. Like, <laughs> Keith's like, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what just happened? And Ben and I are looking at it, it's like, well, I guess she didn't win. And him and Tim are just like, they had nothing speechless, but they were so. I mean, they were screaming, "Look at her!" I mean, she's coming down. You know, they're playing. I mean, would you look? Look how toned she is. She's got the eye of the tiger. She's gonna whip her ass. You watch this, and it was like, boom, gone, tapped out. We were like Ben and I were like smiling, and they're like crickets. It's like the scene where Jimmy King gets fucking beat by Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> that's Fuck, exactly. yes. Fuck yeah, Somebody that's else exactly. has got that fucking reference. Ready to Rumble is a great fucking movie. It is so fucking good. Fuck you if you don't like that movie. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. I got dirt in my eye. Fucking allergies. Fucking allergies. Fucking allergies. Allergies. Me too. Oh, that's funny. I think Ready to Rumble and it's Ron a class and getting a fucking piss knocked out of her by a lesbian is the best way to end off Father's Day. <laughs> All right. Very well. All right. All right, guys, I appreciate it. No right. more could you answer. I'll get all your Great questions off no, your I've phones and got shit. Like five more probably. All right. We can have another one. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever, man. I yeah. enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> We've been here for like five I tell you, it was uh, a lot of fun reminiscing about Tim and, and Father's Day and stuff like that. I mean, we had a good seven, eight year run there where it was a good time. Fucking A. Still is a good time, but, but you know, it's just not as good. We go. He's got to have memory of him. Yeah. Amen. All right, boys. And you know what? He's up there smiling down. <laughs> I could hear him going, Good Lord, those guys are funny. Yeah, he goes, We did him. have a good time. <laughs> I could hear him, Good Lord, we did have a good time. Damn, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't even talk about when Bronson shit in my shoes. <laughs> Both of my shoes. This is the end of the Father's Day special. Brian, it was a fucking honor having you on. Thank you very much. Oh, we'll I do this it. again very soon because I'd love to fucking have Ben finish off the questions and fuck yeah, man. I love you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it took fucking hey, eight six. hours to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, bye guys. I'm digressing. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> no, it was a good time, guys. I, you know, I'm always up for it, swapping old stories stuff like that. I mean, Dylan, you go over the house, we hang out. Alright, you don't gotta talk for 40 minutes uh. as an outro. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. I'll talk right. to you later.